1: visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
2: CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point, And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley.
3: And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard hitting episode today, a lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
1: You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
4: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thanks for listening to The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
2: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: 5-second guitar solo kick off National Cheese Pizza Day. Woohoo! Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside. I'm Jason. The man on my left is Mike Harmon. And, yes, we are celebrating National Cheese Pizza Day. We have ordered not one but two pizzas to come tonight because I always want to make sure we celebrate days like this. We always
5: celebrate the random holidays. That's right. Yeah, We didn't buy four, but, no, we got two. We and got do, two. We got two pizzas for 18 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty good. Not usually, too bad. And that includes a delivery charge and a whole nine yards.
4: Yeah, I mean, usually when it's like, oh, here's, you know, two pizzas – Medium for five ninety nine, six ninety nine. There's a bunch of hidden costs in there, like when you fly. Oh, you want to bring a it bag? It's another twenty five dollars. Oh, you want to actually sit? Uh, that's fifty dollars. Oh, you want to use the bathroom? That's seventy five dollars. Usually, it's like, wait, but why are we paying thirty eight dollars for two five ninety nine? I don't understand. Well, you add it on a drink. You add it on delivery tax, a special delivery charge. Special delivery Jones? <laughs> what? You added on. <laughs> Boy, if I could get a pizza delivered by Special Delivery Jones, that'd be pretty cool.
5: There's probably an app by which we can make that happen.
4: And I'm not going to make a
5: Cosby Show joke about not making that Jeffrey Owens joke. Not doing it. No, it had nothing to do with the, not doing the job. I was looking at, there, there have been services of, hey, you can get an athlete, entertainer, whatever, to come to your event, call you on the phone, leave you a voice message for, I for a couple me, of they bucks. They There's a lot that, of that the stuff. The
4: Super Bowl does that every year. You have athletes that you call on the phone leave a message for people.
5: Yeah, I forget what the name of the place was, but at one point they had... Like fifteen things on a menu. You want them to come hang out, round to golf, come have dinner, come have lunch. <laughs> Friend of mine did the Super Bowl for Derek Anderson. Nice.
4: And he was crazy. He was a Browns fan. It still is a Browns fan. And Derek Anderson was doing it. And it's like, really,
5: Derek Anderson? Okay, hey, sure. Hey, he yeah. was the last good okay. quarterback they had. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he had that one year, and especially that game against the Bengals.
4: Yeah. Remember yeah. that game oh, against yeah, the yeah. Bengals oh, where it was game. a
5: pinball machine? Yep. Like it just kept rolling up. Every time you looked up, there was another seven on the board. <laughs> Ridiculous.
4: Well, we are rolling inside here, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, as the Mets continue to go for the sweep of the Los Angeles Do- – oh, Too fired. early. I'm sorry, too early to say that. Mets lead the Dodgers 4-2. You are fake news. Bottom, no, no, that is actually true. No, that is act- – stop with fake news. We'll get to Trump in a minute. Uh, it's actually true. 4-2, the Mets are winning.
5: Little, little concerning that yesterday after giving up the home run to Nimmo, uh, yeah, I was nervous going out there. That was my, you know, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, what? What? You get called upon to, to pitch in the ninth inning, you know, trying to make sure Jansen taking care of him. And, and so you have other guys getting their opportunity. Yeah, I was a little nervous. A little out of sorts. Like, yeah, that's what you need. Pennant and stretch where we're. Flop in first place. You're just going in and out. Over the last couple of days, you got a new leader atop the board, the guy that's got to change the flags and do all those kind of things. Really a tough job right now. Not an easy set it and forget it. (laughs) I'm the the, set it and forget it guy. But, I mean, a lot of times at ballparks you'll have ordering of flags or something on the, the outside of the stadium that has the standings. And think about it. For the NL West, every day that guy's got to change things up. I wanted
4: to bring this up for one specific reason. Okay, I had the chance to go to the game tonight, and I turned it down to Bet stay you. here with you. Well, you should have and broadcast the show. National cheese pizza. I, I could. I I had tickets. I, I was offered tickets to go to the game tonight. I said no. I can't take this off. It's too short notice. It's
5: a big week. We got NFL games. No, that is a big can't deal because normally you complain that nobody's giving you any free tickets. No, no. So I, the I, fact that someone offered you some tickets and here you are. Listen, the Dodgers. The season's over. It's
4: over for them. Just here. Just take my tickets and go. Uh, but usually the Mets travel well. So it would have been fun to see some uh uh seven line guys out there. But uh no, but I came in tonight because I wanted to do the show tonight. I wanted to talk about Sam Darnold. I wanted to talk about the Jets getting Davis Webb, all these things. But we need to begin with the president. Because as we told you last night, once Colin Kaepernick's deal with Nike was announced and he's gonna be one of the highest paid NFL in air quotes, players, because he's not really an NFL player, uh, but he's going to be paid in line with other NFL players as Nike kicks off its 30th anniversary of the Just Do It campaign. Met with polarization on both sides. Some people love the fact Colin Kaepernick is standing up and and, and doing what he's done over the past couple of years. Other people don't like it. We saw people burning some equipment and and Nike gear. I love the guy in who's Big and Rich's band. The guy cut the tops of his socks No, that's off. right. You can't That's wear those right. socks. What are you doing? Just throw, just throw the socks away. I'm, I'm going to cut off the Nike swoosh off the top of a pair of socks. So John, oh.
5: John Rich, who got a, a bigger audience and got a, a lot of exposure when he was on Celebrity Apprentice years ago. So certainly knowledge of Trump and has spoken uh, publicly on his behalf before. He, he was all over Twitter yesterday. And then obviously the members of the band get involved as well.
4: So why this is a big win for Nike? coming up in a couple of seconds, but this bears repeating because we told you last night that we knew President Trump would weigh in about the Nike controversy with Colin Kaepernick. You know, his, as he has said before, it lifts him, his base, it lifts him if the owners make the players stand for the national anthem. It's a whole thing for him. What did he say today? Put out a statement and he told the Daily Caller, all right, we'll get to this in a second, doing an interview with the Daily Caller, I think it's a terrible message that they're sending, and the purpose of them doing it, maybe there's a reason for them doing it. Uh, the reason is to make money. But I think as far as sending a message, I think it's a terrible message and a message that shouldn't be sent. There's no reason for it. If you are playing the President Trump drinking game and you have to drink when you hear the word message, you're hammered by the end of that statement there. While he disagrees with, quote, the Colin Kaepernick endorsement, Trump noted, it is what this country is all about—that you have certain freedoms to do things that other people think you shouldn't do. But I personally am on a different side of it. That's a big, Whoa. but that's a big part of this, this that got not, ignored by a is, lot of yeah. people
5: over the course of the day. I mean, this, I saw that the, the first pat, part of it of it's a bad message that was everywhere. That was yeah. memes. That was headlines. Yes. That was the lead on newscast. Whatever they they conveniently forgot the second half, which was very soft. And a much
4: different message. So now is he is he backing off a little bit of this controversy? Because that was stunning to me. I thought he's going to come out just blazing on this. Players shouldn't shouldn't kneel. All of these things. Because on a day where Brett Kavanaugh's first day of confirmation hearing goes so poorly that there's a meme of him allegedly blowing off the dad of one of the Parkland shooting victims. There's video of allegedly one one of Uh, Brett Kavanaugh's clerks or people on his team giving a white power sign while they're on television. So he's dealing with those controversies. Oh, by the way, Bob Woodward's book, which has come out detailing the inside goings-on at the White House, in which Chief of Staff John Kelly said, we're in crazy town.
5: All of these things allegedly. are happening today. Right. Allegedly. allegedly. Said. <laughs> Alleg- I've said allegedly in- enough in the last couple
4: well, of Well, but minutes. you have to
5: add one there, too. Hey, you got to cover I, all your bases. All, all of these things
4: are happening today. All of these things. This is just today. And Trump said, nope, i got to make sure I do an interview with the Daily Caller and talk about Colin Kaepernick.
5: Which is the e- most easily that's, digestible. That's the <laughs> Colin Kaepernick <laughs> Nike deal. That's yes, the easiest, lowest hanging <laughs> fruit out of all. The- of all those others are so nuanced. No 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 you don't want any part of that no <laughs> Just stick to this one uh wait who is who is that woman never mind never mind
4: wait what's the never mind never mind Just, i'll do it but all this stuff going on today and i'm going to weigh in on but it's even like this, I said, but, we're never going to get past. Now, his opinion may quite This is this. I got to go back to my, fam- my my One of my favorite quotes of President Obama was how his opinion would always evolve. Of things, my, my opinion my is opinion, evolving. My opinion That's is right. evolving on this topic. You never hear a guy at sports talk radio say, that. "No one's opinion." My opinion is evolving on this, and you know, so maybe Trump's opinion is evolving, but he's never going to let it go because it's too much of a quote win for him. Now, is are we going to see a different? attack to this now? Because it's been the same message. Players shouldn't kneel and the NFL's not really come up with anything and the players shouldn't kneel and the NFL so maybe he's fine but it was definitely a big deal today. Number one, of course he waited with all this crazy stuff going on. you think there's enough but no, no, no. But the fact that he really kind of, because he never couches things. Mm-hmm. He never does. And now he couches this. So I'm, I'm wondering now, and this is just me spitballing after seeing a lot of Law and & Order and CSI and all this stuff. I'm wondering if someone has gotten to him and he no longer thinks that there's going to be protests on Sundays in the NFL but if that was the case he would say you're not going to see it because he would take credit for it so i it really it's you know i'm i'm trying to troubleshoot things about why he would suddenly say this because he's never had to before he's never he's never apologized no everything this is what i think and i'm blazing out. on twitter i mean he is you know, what what do they say um who was it that said to with Trump when when he's in, on Twitter when he's in the residence? They go the devil's playground or whatever it was from, from yeah, Woodward's book. Right. Because they don't know what he's gonna ever tweet. He never backs off. He never does. And now he's back. I mean, really? I mean, it's too much to think that he's gonna back off this. Cause like I said, he, you know, in his opinion, it wins for him. But the the couching of it is the most fascinating part to me. That he actually went to say, you know what? Hey, this is what America's about, but it's personally not for me. That is that that is the most stunning part.
5: Well, I I wonder if in some way the fact that it's a business deal makes him couch it to some degree, right? Because it's not a purely political message. Well, and also even though Nike, it's there, he,
4: Nike in New York City
5: uh, rent space rents from, from him, him
4: and from it. But they also said they're moving out at some point. Either way, so in, in the that.
5: moment there there's rent checks being cut. But on a larger perspective, you're, you're looking at, at at a president taking credit for a lot of the growth of the economy and looking at the stock market overall and particularly here as we talked about yesterday this is more a, a Nike business move than anything else yeah right as much as you, you look at the the Kaepernick angle and and who he is and what he's come to represent it's still about selling merchandise sneakers and realizing whatever bets you want to want to place out there in the marketplace and notice all along they never they never backed off the deal. They didn't publicize it. They didn't release no. shoes. But likewise, they stayed with other athletes through trials and tribulations. They didn't come out with big statements and, and back off. So here it was just lying dormant. And we found out uh, as the day went on from Charles Robinson of Yahoo who was all over this yesterday that there were other suitors. There were other shoe yeah. companies, everybody looking at it as a as a way to try to find a different angle in the marketplace. It's pure um, pure commerce, and I think that's where President Trump couches things to a degree. He's like, well— Because he understands the business. He's always understood right. the business part of it. And and he can't go against the business part of it. He may disagree, and, and he does. He says very, very emphatically, hey, against Listen, I, I, I can't promote bad business,
1: and this but is— But it's you know, part yeah. of America.
5: Yeah. And so he's more speaking, I think, to the business part of it, mm-hmm. which is—it softens it, but it's still more towards the pro— capitalism than anything else.
4: Well, because look, it's always about money, and this, not to make this a big political conversation, but look, Trump put himself in this, obviously, but you know, you saw the stuff even coming out of the Bob Woodward book that, that uh, he wanted to pull troops out of South Korea because it costs a lot of money. I mean, when it comes down to it, everything he's done in his presidency has been about money has been about the economy has been about this is why we should make deals like this is why nafta is up there and, and and it's being debated back and forth and canada's in and canada's out they're in there but it's always about money so maybe this appeals to the business part of where he has got to say oh these sobs they should all be fired but i got to say this is a pretty ingenious idea you, you want to you sell can't speakers.
5: blame a good strategy nah. right and I'll, you know right? what your old your old line i can't fault a good strategy no. and what do we talk about with nike And everybody jumping on the fact that stock was down today. Stocks were down all Mm -hmm. over the place because of
4: trade. Coming up next, we'll tell you exactly why this is going to wind up being a huge win for Nike. Politics and everything else aside, it's got to do with something very, very simple when it comes to business. We got that coming up. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Twitter, at How About Fresca, Mike, at Swollen Dome, phone number 877-99 on Fox. We got... Quarterback news. We got quarterbacks moving. We got the Steelers are happy. All of this and more coming up next. This is Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. We'll get to Terry Bradshaw. We'll get to Mike Tomlin. We'll get to the Steelers saying, We're fine without Le'Veon Bell. Got quarterback news as well. But to finish our conversation minutes ago about Nike and Kaepernick, we talked about. President Trump weighing in today, and surprisingly, not going full-throated in ripping Nike and Colin Kaepernick. Maybe the businessman side of him is going, well, if they're going to sell more sneakers, I guess it works out. Okay, straight
5: cash, or if even if it doesn't mean money for Nike, just say people just throw their most people throw just their Nike apparel in the back of a closet. Yeah, right. They don't throw it out. They don't burn it. (laughs) but then they go into the marketplace and they buy something else. Yeah. Either way, you're stimulating the economy. Yeah. So for wherever President Trump comes down, it, he didn't make his statement about Kaepernick. It was the, well, the endorsement. Not something I do, but then thinking about it, it's like, you know, you got the right to go take your shot. I'm going to go burn my Nike stuff and go buy some End one
4: gear. I'm going to go get that right now. Garbage! <laughs> well, I mean, L.A.
5: Gear's got a big lawsuit right now with the uh, Chargers. I, I'm getting a pair Rams of strawberries and-
4: right now. But here's the thing about Nike and why this is going to win for them. Early parts of the day today, you saw the fake news headline. Here's Nike stock down 2%. Nobody likes the Colin Kaepernick signing with Nike. And you see people on Twitter who are burning their Nike gear, and it's all look-see already, and that is fake news. Not that Nike wasn't down 2%, but Nike was down 2%. So was Adidas, so was Puma. I don't think Colin Kaepernick signed deals with Adidas and Puma as well. And you would think that if stock in one, if Nike would go down, it would go up in somebody else. So that whole thing that was fake news. Just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's not true. Doesn't mean
5: it's true. Right. You got a little bit of a bounce for Under Armour, all of uh, thirty-four cents a share. Yeah, that's almost uh, it's yep. about one point eight percent. So it's a little bit of a bump, and I, we're certainly seeing that on Twitter. We've gotten a couple of responses. Thanks for voting uh, with your Twitter. 140 characters. Appreciate you. But the, the idea being that money is going to move. And today you had stuff about trade agreements and larger global economic perspectives, plus the national coming out of a national holiday, several days of trade, sure. everything else. It all comes together. You're going to find out because they haven't released a product. No, you can't. Okay, you no. haven't released a product to find I'm out it ca- because, because 20 people on
4: Twitter are burning their Nike gear suddenly. Oh, my God, it's everywhere. It's like when LeBron James got mad. One person burned his jersey. Oh, I can't believe it. It's an epidemic. No, one person did it. But, but just if just that's gets played 15 million it, times, exactly, it's been burned 15 million times. But here's why this is going to work for Nike. Number, number one now, Nike is the cool resistance brand, right? They're, they're, they're the rebels from Star Wars. They're the cool rebel brand. Hey, you know, look, we're not afraid to be out there on the edge. Hey, I like that. I like cool. And who likes cool? Young people, kids, kids. Who buys sneakers? Hey, guess what? It's young people and kids. Not that everybody doesn't buy sneakers. Of course they do. But who are the people that Nike's trying to reach? Is Nike trying to reach the 45-year-old guy who says, oh, you know, all these NFL players disrespecting the flag. I'm not buying Nike. Or are they trying to reach the 16-year-old kid who wants to go, hey, yeah, I want to get sneakers like that. I like Colin Kaepernick. They know. They know who's going to buy gear, and they are putting Kaepernick gear out there for everything. It's not just going to be shoes. It's going to be everything. It's going to be jerseys, gloves, shirts, pants, shoes, balls. Hey, orange balls. That's what they're. That's what they're doing, and that's who's going to buy the. That's who Nike. Nike. Tell me one Nike commercial that you've ever seen that has been aimed towards. Over forty? No, it's young people, and young people simply don't care about, and they don't have the long-standing politics. They don't have the long-standing care of okay. I believe this. I believe this. No, I want to buy cool shoes. Okay, that's then. That's who Nike is going, and that's who's going to buy it because they think okay, Kaepernick's a cool rebel. You can like or not like Kaepernick, and I've said many times. Look, this is a guy that got into it, and it, it did you know for he's pushed into it. He, his motives weren't always great, but this is where he's at. People are going to buy those sneakers. This is a company that is in business to make money, to increase no, uh, awareness of their brand, and to dominate a shoe market and an apparel market. That's what Nike is doing. This is a huge success. They're Right now, they are doing keg stands, although not if you won, won the Stanley Cup. They're doing keg stands in Nike offices right now, going, we, could,
5: we can't buy
4: this kind of publicity. No, but that's this the is point. Fantastic.
5: We talked about it yesterday. You that's got- not a
4: keg stand. That's just like somebody emptying a bottle, Sam. Come on.
5: There you go. Sorry. According to the Apex Marketing Group, In less than 24 hours since that spot went up on Twitter, they received more than $43 million worth of media exposure between sports talk radio, sports television, all the news channels, you name it, everybody had it, top stories on Yahoo and through the Google searches, everything else. Just you that old man there through I the did. Google. The I searched Google it search. through the Google,
4: and I saw. I, I came
5: up with what I had. It was through the Google. I was going to say the search engines, but there's really only one anybody uses. Oh. So I caught myself mid sentence to say, oh, you know, Googling." <laughs> I searched through the Google for the not, Ant- not man,
4: the, the Ant Man versus the Wasp, and then I had McDonald's. <laughs> I get the hell out of my
5: house. <laughs> you leave the McDonald's alone. Now, the fact of the matter is, you're you're looking at an awful lot of free advertising coming out of this. For Nike. And, and we, we talked about this a bunch yesterday, but now there's some quantification of it. And, and you look at that and that's just day one. That's before any sneakers or any apparel or whatever the slogans they're going to be that put on T-shirts because that one's too long. For a T-shirt, uh, yeah, yeah, but when yeah. When when they figured out and the memes that it inspired, uh-huh. whatever you feel about the Colin Kaepernick ad, yeah. if you didn't like the memes, you're dead inside. <laughs> the Jay Cutler, the John Gruden, oh, the, Jay the President memes Trump, are just all the way through. Yeah. There were a million of them that were just funny as hell. But the, the the fact is that Nike, in a short term, no matter what they're paying Colin Kaepernick, they won. Just that's ad dollars they didn't have to spend just by putting an image out.
4: Twitter at How about a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Hartman. Trust me, Nike is already winning. And any, if you say all oh, they're down, fake news. Fake news. Meanwhile, what's real news coming out of Pittsburgh is that Terry Bradshaw still doesn't like Mike Tomlin. Now the Steelers today, to a man, said how confident they were hey, no lady on bell, we're fine. Right, James is going to be great. We'll get to that coming up in a couple of minutes because this has long ramifications, not just on the NFL field, but in your fantasy drafts, all of these things. But while this is going on and the Steelers are getting ready to play without Le'Veon Bell, who, oh, by the way, still didn't report, if he doesn't report by tomorrow, then you're not going to see him until November 13th. But while the Steelers are dealing with that, Mike Tomlin and company had to deal with Hall of Fame quarterback Terry Bradshaw, who – Continued to not like Mike Tomlin as he talked about today on ninety-seven-three the fan.
3: I played for a tough sucker and I was afraid of him and we played our ass off for him because we feared him. And I don't see that with this guy. He's chest bumping and all that, and I'm just I'm sorry, but uh, he's not my kind of coach.
5: Does he get suspended like <laughs> Braylon Edwards? No, I don't. I don't think he does. He didn't curse.
4: That's why oh, he didn't okay. curse. He did say ass, but he didn't curse. Well, dep- well, but it
5: depends. But we could play I mean, it if on it's Sunday air, it's morning okay. and you say ass, I don't think people like that. No, why do you have to say it like that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why, you say w- like why ass. would you say it any other way? No, just say ass.
4: Hey, you say "Hey, you, you, mm-hmm. you decided to go make it turn it into something it's not. I mean, he said "Hey." I mean, you could have just <laughs> no, said. I don't think I accentuated quite hey, so. Hey, you said the word ass on the radio, and you gave <laughs> it with a. He said, hey. I didn't do it. <laughs> he said,
5: hey! Now you're hey. taking it a bit too far there, buddy.
4: Hey, you know what I'm saying? He said, hey! But Terry Bradshaw's has never liked Mike. Dillon. No, he is not a fan. Never liked him. Never liked Chuck Noll either, the guy he said he
5: played. He hated Chuck Knoll. Chuck Noll couldn't stand him. No, and then they went after the performance last year, started talking about the loss to Jacksonville and a shootout and everything. They're in. We've seen this from Terry Bradshaw for years. It's been the the ongoing can't get over. Like no, he got over before. Like right now, there's just a lot swirling. And I think to some degree, when you, when you talk about Coach Tomlin at present, I, w- I would think Terry Bradshaw is to some degree just trying to say, "Hey, get your arms around your team here. <laughs> Figure out a way." And not that it's his job to go find and and get Le'Veon Bell back at back to work, but certainly. There, there's a lot more going around in the Steeler locker room. Remember, we had the Instagrams, all of that stuff, that it's not controlled, that it's a little looser. Well, look, the, the only thing, before
4: we get into the James Conner-Le'Veon Bell part of this, is that and, the, and Mike Tomlin's not doing anything that isn't just a natural byproduct of when you've been the coach for a long time. Eventually, your message gets stale. When it's the same people for the same amount of time, you're hearing the same stuff, it just happens and people tune you out. You could be a great coach. I think Mike Tomlin is a hell of a coach. He was the first new old school guy. And I thought he's going to win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. But then how well was he getting along with Roethlisberger? Eh, how long did they they couldn't get along with Todd Haley and they fought and all. Yeah, these but things who gets happen.
5: along with Todd Haley? But well,
4: nobody. No, does. you yeah, you get true. look
5: the common denominator in no, all relationships having yeah, to do yeah, with yeah. Todd Haley no. is Todd Haley.
4: You know who doesn't like Todd Haley? Snoop Dogg.
5: Todd Haley doesn't like himself no. either. I don't think. But that that's the that's
4: the one thing about Mike Tomlin is that yeah, your message grows stale when you've been there a long time, and it's something we'll get into with Jim Harbaugh coming up in in a half hour, but. When you have a certain – when you've just been around or you have a certain type of personality, if it's just I, I just tune you out, and, and that's it, and that happens with players. That's why you see coaches now, if they make it five years, that's a really good run. But unless you're winning Super Bowls, you're not going to be somebody that's going to wind up being around. The guys like Bill Belichick are the rarities. They're, you know, guys like Mike McCarthy, they're rare. Pete Carroll, because he won, he's still around. He's a rah-rah guy. So this is the only thing with Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's never been that big – He's been that I give you tough love type coach for his entire time he's been in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't like to change head coaches as you know. Right. They went Noel to coward to Mike Tomlin and that that covers the last, you know, 95 40. years <laughs> exactly. of the National Football League. That covers the invention of football. So they don't like to do it, but that's, that's the only thing. You can't blame anything else. Mike Tomlin's a really and he's kept a lot of stuff together there. He's had a lot of personalities in that locker room that are just lightning, and he's able to keep Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and the issues with Roethlisberger, keep it all together as well where they can be threats every single season. That's the big thing. But what do they do next? we got some more NFL coming up in a minute, but first – Let's find out what's trending with Deb Carson, D.C.
0: Hey, gents have a battle between the two AL wildcard leaders. New York came into the day with a three-and-a-half game lead over Oakland. Right now, the A's with a one nothing lead over the Yankees. They are in the bottom of the sixth inning. For you, Jason, the Mets with a 4-3 lead at the Dodgers, bottom of the fourth inning. And uh, some finals to let you know about as well. Astros 5-2 winners over the Twins. Rangers top the Angels 4-2. Red Sox top the Braves 5-1. Indians rip the Royals 9-3. The Cardinals held off the Nationals 11-8. Nats made it interesting, though, if they loaded ninth inning. Ray shut out the Blue Jays for zip Pirates with a 7-3 win over the Reds. The NFL released a statement in response to the Nike ad campaign featuring Colin Kaepernick. Among other things, they said the league believes in, quote, dialogue, understanding, and unity. We embrace the role and responsibility of everyone involved with this game to promote meaningful, positive change in our communities. The social justice issues that Colin and other professional athletes have raised deserve our attention and action. And finally, guys, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and Bryson DeChambeau were named captain's picks for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. The final captain's pick will be named next Monday.
4: Thanks, D.C. As always, appreciate
0: it. You bet.
4: Uh, uh, we are live from the Geico studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. And an update on that Mets-Dodgers game, Todd Frazier with an error on a ground at a third. The Dodgers get the tying run in. It is now 4-4. Four to four as the Dodgers continue to bat in the bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, Jason your your Vargas, mood just changed,
5: just Jay, like that. You know, Jason Vargas. I watched your heart sink. You know, the thing is,
4: Jason Vargas has been okay the last couple of starts. But Ever looks, since everybody knew who he was. He looks right? like. As soon as they put that
5: picture up yeah. saying, hey, nobody knew who he right, was. Right. Now he's everybody knows who he is in his AD
4: He looks like an IT guy. Like, that's not, like I, I'd expect sure. him to walk into my cubicle and go, yeah, you know, uh, turn, uh, unplug here, you know, control-alt-delete, get on here, yes! I got you on your all set. It looks you like said IT like guy. it's a bad thing.
5: No, I'm just saying he's an IT That's guy. an important character in, in every operation and certainly in the office. So, as the Steelers deal with Terry
4: Bradshaw's criticism of Mike Tomlin, which is really unwarranted, you got to give the guy more credit than that. The Steelers have said today they are much more comfortable with Le'Veon Bell's absence because of the presence of James Conner. And we've said this from the beginning. Pittsburgh will not miss Le'Veon Bell. They have three or four players who are going to suck up his production. It's not going to be any one guy, but Conner certainly is going to get the first chance out of the gate. He's going to get the chance to play on every down. You know, he caught a couple passes in the preseason as well, and they really like him. Conner is a really good player. Bell, as good as he is, is just a big, fat luxury for the Steelers to have because they are completely quarterback-driven, they are wide receiver-driven, and Bell is a guy, okay, now we add this piece in, but the Steelers will be just fine without him. Connor is really good. You, What's his, his ADP in fantasy drafts is now the top of the second round? It's It's, it's been it's been moving up a
5: lot over well, the course you, of the past couple of Yeah, you of days. look at it the last couple of days just based on the— Because
4: Bell's not in. Based That's on why. him
5: not being in camp, you start looking at second, third round of— all right, I know I at least have a starter for a week, probably two, and if we're to believe where we're headed with this holdout, you're not seeing Le'Veon Bell till November. And that's, and that's the thing, is that for Le'Veon Bell, something we haven't
4: gotten into with him, because now he's, he's, he's sucking up all the drama as we get ready for week one <laughs> in the NFL, is that you know what it's like for players who are so over-the-top getting paid, right? Odell Beckham, all I want to do is get paid. Anybody who is so over-the-top about getting paid, once they get paid, they're not the same player. They wind up getting dinged up. They miss games more often. They don't produce as much because they got paid. They got their big payday, and they wind up being less of a player. Darrell Rivas, less of a player. Anybody. Le'Veon Bell's desire to get paid makes Odell Beckham look like he is is just gonna a guy that accepted whatever contract extension they gave to him. Le'Veon Bell is so over the top getting paid to the point where I might not report until the middle of November only so I can accrue a season towards free agency because next year someone's going to pay me. Can you really honestly feel good about giving him a lot of money thinking you're going to get the best out of Le'Veon Bell when all he's about – if he really wanted to have a big season – he would have been in. He would have said, "Okay, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm here. I'm going to get. I'm, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to show everybody what they're missing. I'm in camp because even Odell Beckham came to camp. I'm going to be in camp from day one. I'm going to put up 1,700 yards rushing, another thousand receiving. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to have a 2,500 plus yard season, and I'm going to get paid. But instead, he has shown that I'm looking out for myself, which you have to do. You have to do that at this
5: stage of your career. He's already in bonus territory but, for most but, running backs, right? Because he's near five.
4: Yeah." Yeah, that's that's kind of a big deal. But in the end, really, you're increasing your brand and your value if you come in and show that you at least want to play. He is like a mercenary right now, and this is not going to fare well as far as how people think about him in the offseason. Boy, if all he wanted to do was get paid, and until he got paid, he decided to not show up. Do I really think if I give him money that it's gonna it's gonna end all my troubles? And oh, great, oh, we got Le'Veon Bell now. No, Le'Veon Bell is gonna wind up being hurt more often. He's not gonna put up numbers he did. He's gonna blame the scheme, the fit, whatever it is. Meanwhile, he doesn't care because he's gonna collect dollar after dollar after dollar.
5: Well, because that's it, right? We're going into year six, so we got five in the books. You're looking at already 1,200 carries, the innumerable receptions along the way a lot of work for him a lot of a lot of carries a lot of touches even going back to his time at Michigan State but what else do you have the knucklehead effect he's in the program right he's in the league office and one screw up becomes a bigger bigger issue and he's had injuries so you're you're going all that plus the dollars like the dollars itself and and what that means in terms of want to and and quest for greatness and whatever that that's a whole other part of it you still have these other base things that you have to deal with if you're a franchise looking to give him money. You're, you're looking at a lot of wear and tear on his body, plus those other factors of past injuries and his past suspensions that become an issue if you're going to look to give him a three- or four-year max deal. I mean, there'll be teams that'll line up. It's just a question of what's that dollar amount, and, and how do you how do you leverage it so you're not grossly overexposed with the guaranteed money that you have to give him? Because Todd Gurley's deal changes, changed mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, so and so, someone will pay him, and
4: it will be an awful thing. It will be all they, they will say. Oh, we got Le'Veon Bell, and now it's going to be well. You paid the guy, so why why is he going to go crazy now? Obviously, he doesn't care that much about anything else because if he did, he would find a way to make his maximize his value, and he's not. All he's done right now is potentially hurt it. Because what if he comes in and he and he's, and he's dinged up? he comes in and tries to rush into the lineup and he's hurt or he doesn't come back until November and by this time the Steelers are rolling and they they're working him back in and he doesn't he doesn't play great. Oh, uh, that's going to cost him but money. But you get
5: nervous about hamstring injuries. I mean, that's the one thing that keeps coming up. The the little little things because you're not in game shape and you're trying to get right in and the Steelers will if once he's available they're going to want to you know get him in at 10, 15 touches immediately. Perhaps even more, as much as you have other options, you know you're looking at Samuels. You got Ridley on the the roster as well as Connor, so you got three other backs to pick it up. But That'll the temptation is going to be there to to try to rush him back because what, what are you going to do? He's in his last year. Mm-hmm. He's tripping over his tongue by week twelve because yeah. <laughs> they have run the hell out. Of him. Uh,
4: but maybe they're not because and and maybe this is Mike Tomlin saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call Le'Veon Bell's bluff." But look, here was him from today on how happy he
3: is. When he gets here, that's when we'll start quantifying all Le'Veon Bell-related things, his overall readiness, the amount of time that we have between his arrival and our next competition, et cetera, et cetera. We'll weigh all of those things at the appropriate time. Right now, we're just singularly focused on the guys that are here and working and have been here and working and kind of building a plan around variables that we know. Uh, That's the appropriate thing.
4: I don't think "quantifying" is a word. I think he got caught there a little bit. I, I kind of dig it, It's though. either, quant, well, quantifying. <laughs> it sounds like it would be a pretty good
5: word. Like, it sounds like something that would be a business term. Do we get bacula into it? Yeah, like, oh. He did sell it, though. He, he did. He sold it. Oh, he sold it. Go yeah. pause. Keep going. Oh, yeah, blow yeah. right yeah. through it. Exactly.
4: Who am I talking about again? Le'Veon who? You yeah, never heard of him. Don't worry about who? it. No, we're all set. No, look, they're going to be fine. They'll be fine. Trust me, they'll be fine without him. And Le'Veon Bell is just hurting himself right now. He's just hurting his image. He's hurting his earning potential. He's put into jeopardy what his next contract could be because of this strategy that he has right now. If you're really at, if you really want ma- maximize your value, you should have, even. Odell Beckham knew I got to be in. I'm not going to hold out and have the Giants pay me. It's not going to happen. I got into camp. It's great. He got paid and he had the right thing. Now he can do it. Now he can be a knucklehead again because he got paid.
5: Can't wait to break down Connor's fantasy value for week one against the Browns as the week rolls on here from the Geico Studios.
4: Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike, it's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. The Mets are losing to the Dodgers now. Thanks a lot. Uh, Coming up next, something happened today that may have my opinion evolve on one player in the National Football League. I went from this guy's overrated to, oh, you know, now I really like this guy. What could possibly do that? Tell you what it is next on Fox. Tell me last week in one word. What would you say? I dominated. Carmen. Great news. Great news. You want to save money, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And my opinion is now evolving. You like how we made this a theme? The first that's that's hour pretty the good, yeah. I say you've never seen a sports talk radio host say their opinion is evolving of something, but my opinion is evolving
5: now on Andrew Luck. Really? You just saw enough in the preseason to make you feel like he's back physically, that he's going to be able to command that offense and dominate, getting back to those hides of years past? Not remotely. You've trusted that offensive line that they've rebuilt and reconstituted? Nope. Frank Reich has instilled so much confidence in you. Nope. You like the look of that AFC championship game banner that they raised? Mm, mm, No. Marlon Mack is your fantasy. Oh, no. Wilkins is your guy. What about Marvin? Your landlord, Marvin? No! I just got robbed by my landlord, Marvin. Marvin. What about Marvin Harrison? You want to oh, pay tribute no, to him? No, no,
4: no, no that I kind of like. I, I like the I like the video of
5: Marvin I Harrison. I think I'm going to pull that back up back. In, in a couple minutes so we can relive that greatness. <laughs> None of those things are what, what are putting you over? Marvin, what are you doing? Marvin! Marvin! Here's, here's he my
4: hat! <laughs> here's what's changing my mind on Andrew Luck for something completely different. And now,
5: here's something you'll really like.
4: One of the best Twitter accounts is Captain Andrew Luck. Legend. You know, Luck with the, the beard and someone came up with the idea of, of making him into a, a Civil War general, and all the tweets are done in the vein of how someone would talk during the Civil War. Ryan
5: Van Bibber, yes, to give him his proper credit.
4: It is a uh, it is a it is one of the funniest Twitter accounts you could possibly want to read.
5: Four hundred twelve tweets. Talk about operational efficiency. Yes, four hundred twelve tweets. to follow. He's following two people. 270,000 followers. <laughs> so, for, for instance... Go ahead, read one. Dearest mother, and so ends our exercises, the unit bested the Tiger men, but the damage is not permanent. Now the hour is upon us. Our true campaign begins. Where it shall take us, I know not, but I believe in my men. I believe in General Reich, and I believe in my sidearm. Andrew. <laughs> So it's, it's hysterical, but we've never really met who
4: is actually behind the Andrew Captain Andrew Luck thing.
5: Yeah, you want one more? I want one more. Yeah, give me one more. All right. Dearest mother, I am full of jubilance. My sidearm is true once more. The hogs would weep tears of joy had they witnessed today's events. The prospectors fell, but it was a simple exercise, no true harm. I'm ready for our upcoming campaign. My resolve's solid. I love you, Andrew. Today, the Colts Twitter account took
4: the lid off of this story and said, "We've caught up with the person behind the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account." Was and it was Batman? A, it was not. Ooh, now that Batman. would have been something. Oh boy. Oh, we didn't hear it. Okay, Lucky. Who? Samson, not that T-shirt. That's why we didn't get Batman. Uh, and it's not Jesus, because that's your next question. You always say is it Batman? Is it Jesus? But not they got to come in threes. I, I haven't figured out who the
5: third member of that well, holy triumvirate
4: is the th- well it's sam darn
5: was it the baby jesus it's not <laughs> it's sweet chocolate covered baby i jesus. love it the scissor kick you in the back
4: of the head that is right uh but the colt's twitter account did an interview with the person behind the twitter account and they obscured the voice until the very end when you saw the person's face for the big reveal
1: what should we call you Well, Mother bestowed the name of Andrew, but seeing as now a new campaign is upon us, Captain Luck is fine. Where'd you come up with the idea for the account? I wanted to write Mother to inform her of my journey as a member of the illustrious Colts Unit. So, one day, I decided it was time to put pen to paper. And if if Mother were listening right now, what would you say to her? (sighs) Dearest Mother, the road may have been long and windy, but I am ready to begin this new campaign. Battling alongside my unit once more will be a tremendous honor. Working together under the trusted leadership of General Reich, I have full confidence we will succeed. Thank you for your support, your belief in me never wavering. You shall be mighty proud, Andrew. That's awesome. Thank you All very right. much. Yeah, appreciate it. Take care. See you next time. <laughs>
5: And you see it's
4: Andrew Luck taking off the microphone. now. To be My not, God, it's Andrew Luck! To be fair, they didn't distort his voice at all. That's exactly how it is. pretty close, back. isn't it? <laughs> I mean, when I heard it, I said, oh, this is Andrew Luck talking because that's exactly right. Andrew Luck, forget about NFL. He have a great career as like a, a voiceover in, in movies. Then, so he'll
5: take over for Liv Schreiber when he, when he leaves? No, the... no, no,
4: no. Liv Schreiber is just. And then Hugh Jackson had to fire a player. But did he really fire a player? I mean, Andrew Luck is more, the
5: devil is taking over for your body right now. I
4: mean, that's Andrew Luck. That's Buck. pretty
5: good. I like that.
4: Uh, but, Get him
5: into horror films? I like it.
4: Yeah, but you know what I say? Oh, Andrew He's Luck. He's now is, Saw. I, Andrew <laughs> Luck is behind the captain. No, he was just doing a thing. It's not Andrew Luck running
5: the captain, Andrew Luck.
4: Oh, that would be, and if that was the case... It's like I inception by. I love Andrew Luck. I would not say he was well, overrated. Well, he had a lot
5: of time on his hand. I um, mean, the last two years. I mean, that's only 412 tweets. I wouldn't say he's overrated. He is. I wouldn't say he's <laughs> going to have
4: a great year. He's not. No, I wouldn't say any of those things because I would love Andrew Luck that much just for providing this entertainment.
5: Brilliant. Now we'll see if he can get it done on the field with his sidearm.
4: Coming up next, we're in a big college football controversy. You know... Listen, we got Sam Darnold now.
5: We the might bears, actually get to retire that open.
4: Yeah, the bear, you know, Bears. The bears. The odds are from, bear, bear, exactly. Exactly from like 400 to 1 to win the Super Bowl to 20 to 1. Well, they're going to use those automatic.
5: super rats that have been running around the Chicago subways are now ready to play for the Bears.
4: All right. Yes or no, and don't give me your, you know, you're from Chicago and give me a homer answer. If all the rats in Chicago fought all the rats in New York, who would win?
5: Oh, it'd certainly be the Chicago rats. They're uh, a Chicago- superior rat.
4: No, there's not. There's not here. even not nearly enough. Are you can you would send like here's like ten thousand rats, and then New York would have like a hundred thousand rats.
5: Chicago was named the rat capital put, of the country. If you put all
4: the rats in Chicago in a field, and all the rats from New York in a field, the New York rats would no. Win. But
5: here's why the, the, the Chicago rats win. Why? Because they're getting How? coached up by Ditka. They're not, no.
4: Not they're bar. getting coached
5: up by Ditka and he's ready to take them and run roughshod oh, over you and your New York rats. Wouldn't happen. What do you got, Goldeneuf? Are phones? we talking about the rodents here or just rats in general? No. Because <laughs> Chicago's got a lot of rats and so does New York.
4: No, we're all on the rodents. And you know what? And the pizza rat, instead of... You know, you know, you know. When you go to battle, you carry the flag. The pizza rat would be carrying a slice of pizza. He's, he's the
5: guy leading you into battle with a He'd slice like, of pizza like on his Denzel back. Denzel
4: at the end of glory, yeah, he but, plants but, the flag. But the Chicago, Sorry, but the
5: Chicago rat's carrying a deep dish pizza. <laughs> Showing once again, again he is a stronger rat because it's would, got rat in it.
4: <laughs> New York rats would destroy the Chicago rats. They would. What are you I saying? They're scrappier. Was, version of rats no it's the it's the sheer numbers i mean that's how you win in, in that's in, how you win in the volume. Ra- <laughs> that's how you win you have vo- i mean really what can you do it's not like if you had but look, chicago's
5: the rat capital they, they got had, a plaque and everything listen, yeah that's what rob Emanuel decided he's not going for mayor anymore he said i got this rat plaque i'm out of here jason's right though splinter was from new york yeah <laughs> Just you know, look. That's a fair point. Once you bring in the mystical rats, we
4: got a whole other
5: thing going on.
4: You guys may have the three hundred of rats, like you may have, like you know, they're pretty (laughs) Sparta! Look what happened at the end of three hundred. Sorry, it's spoiler alert. (laughs) The sheer numbers. We we would have the Xerxes of rats in New York, and we would destroy you.
5: It's a hell of a battle, though. Hey, Ferrante. Get if to it, had, rat battle. <laughs> if you had a Hunger
4: Games of rats from New York against rats from Wow, now Chicago. it's the Hunger Games the of Fr- rats.
5: Rats, would, I mean, come on. What about the Boston rats?
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. You Philadelphia rats up. might
5: give you a run for your oh. money. So famous rats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah You'd to be a rat.
4: Again, it's the sheer number of rats in New York. And they're all more brazen. They're much more brazen than rats in other cities. I don't cities. know. I, yeah, I they're met immune up. to everything. Well, that's a yeah. whole other thing. See? Because you know why? Because they eat all the cockroaches. And that's how you become a big, strong rat. Not a big, strong rat. Eat cockroach. They hang out on the third <laughs> rail of the subway. No fear. He got zapped. What's, I, what's that mean? Is he dead? Nope. I got, I got run over last week. I turned into two different rats. That's what happens. You run over a rat in New York and just splits into two like a worm. And suddenly it's, oh, there's two rats now. A head pops out of the middle and a tail pops out what of the, hell, the other one. they now? What happens? They pop out that way. I tell you, the rats. I'm telling you. Rats, rats. in New York. Rats in New York easily number one. If you had an AP top twenty-five preseason ranking of rats, New York is at the top. How, How many pet 12? rats did you have growing up in Staten Oh, uh, well, define pet. Like, did it have to be living in the house, or could it just have been in the backyard? Oh, the backyard. You had thousands. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's amazing. You, you, one rat just spawned so many. I mean, it's amazing. No, no, not in the house. I wouldn't have it. Although, I will say, one time I thought a possum was running across uh, the telephone pole in in. Uh, Outside my house once, I'm like, wow, it's a big puzzle. Like, oh, no, that's a rat. One of your uncles or
5: cousins was definitely a rat. (laughs) Well, we had a a plum tree in the backyard of a place we lived at here in Southern California. And at one point, there were animals going up on top of the, the garage that looked like small bears. Yeah, oh, they were yeah, just yeah. very large raccoons. Yeah. If,
4: <laughs> if the rats are a bear and the bears coached by Ditka, then the Chicago Rats.
5: Chicago Rats win um, in a rout, my friend. But it's,
4: it's not even close.
5: Twitter at How about a if, if you Mike, want to get in on this rat yeah. business, if you at want, how about a Fresca?
4: That's we're going to put up in a ten team fantasy draft. You are drafting the New York Rats first with the
5: first pick. In the rat draft.
4: Then on the button, I'll come back around and I'll take, like, you know, I'll take, like, Los Angeles and San Francisco because, you know. Are they
5: leaner leaner and speedier and we could use them as dual-purpose threats (laughs) out of the backfield? What are we talking about? You can't just play this rat on first and second down. You don't have to come off the field. Then we go John Gruden and we got a fullback rat. You know, I didn't like that rat, so I had to get rid
4: of Look, you want to know what the deal is with Jim Harbaugh. It's been a really... Horrible last seventy-two hours for the Michigan head coach. It was after an abysmal opening offensively for Michigan against Notre Dame, where really everybody is calling for his head. Everybody wants him fired. You can now look at odds online. What's his next job? Jim Harbaugh's next job is going to be. Is it gonna be with Michigan? Is it gonna be in the NFL? Is it gonna be in a broadcast booth? Where's he gonna be? And there doesn't look to be a solution on the horizon because as we said last night, the offensive line play is terrible. And it doesn't matter. Shea Patterson, Dylan McCaffrey, Tom Brady, doesn't matter who you put back there. If they don't have an offensive line, they're going to struggle. And I watched Notre Dame run the same exact stunt over and over and over again. And they kept getting pressure on the quarterback because Michigan couldn't figure it out. Braylon Edwards was the latest to jump in. This is where we get to just what the deal is and what is the issue with Jim Harbaugh. Braylon Edwards, former Michigan star, puts out on social media over the weekend, now analyst for the Big Ten Network.
5: Suspended analyst for the Big now Ten. Now
4: suspended because he criticized Shea Patterson as playing scared, the offensive line was bad, he cursed in his tweet, and he got suspended as a result. He apologized today for calling out the players by name. He called out the team center, he called out Shea Patterson, but he said, my opinion is still the same, Michigan football, it's just trash, which is what he said at the end of his
5: tweet. Well, here's a, here's a tweet that he put out um what, 10:46 on the third? So funny everyone's worried about my treat- tweet as opposed to the real issue. 0-17 on the road against ranked opponents, 1-6 against rivals, and the one win was against a 3-9 Michigan State. Last thing I'll ask, and really think about this before you get mad, is Michigan better than Iowa? Mm, that's I good. got uh, that's Iowa good. Sam See, fired up that's there. That's solid analyst stuff, but the <gasps> fact he was cursing in the middle, that's,
4: that's not what an analyst that doesn't pass the smell test. And that's, that's something, okay, you know what, you embarrassed us because he's a Big Ten analyst. That's what he is. He carries that everywhere. He can be a Michigan alum. He can be upset. He can be all things. But because he cursed that way, and, and what that's what got him in a lot of trouble. Now, Harbaugh did respond to Braylon Edwards after Edwards' comments and Jim Harbaugh standing up very defiantly having everybody's back.
2: Number one, first of all, it's not true. It's not factual. There's nobody in our program who thinks those things about any player on our team, let alone the two players that, that he describes. You know, on the other level, you know, it's disappointing that a member of the Big Ten Network would choose to attack the character of two of our players. That's disappointing. And I would say that somebody wants to attack the character of anybody on the ball club. I mean, come after me, not our youngsters.
4: I'm a man.
5: I'm fifty-four. Come after me. I really me. thought that's where he was gonna head with that and then just start chuckling like a lunatic.
4: There's all kinds of things thrown out there as to what's wrong with Harbaugh. Why is he failing? Why is why is this time different than it has been for early in his career?
5: And Iowa beat them six of seven, six by the out way. Of seven. But they they avoid Iowa this year, right? That's the one
4: thing. They don't get to play. A, but they gotta play a they have a three week. Gauntlet of, I believe it's Penn. It goes Michigan State. It goes Northwestern. Then. No, no, no. Come on. Now let's be real. It
5: goes Penn State. What do you mean, let's be real? Come the, after the me. True beginning, what do you mean? What, what the do true you mean? beginning of the gauntlet. If they got a bad offensive line and bad true... quarterback play, what are you talking about? Well, well, then it
4: doesn't matter who they play. Then then the whole schedule's a gauntlet. Right, this is the biggest gauntlet ever. It's a Thanos <laughs> gauntlet. We already got boom. We get that, 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 that But <laughs> the, here's the deal with Jim Harbaugh. First of all, remember this, and I'm going to begin with it and end with it. There's nothing that wouldn't solve this other than having a star quarterback. And it's amazing that Harbaugh has not been able to find one as of yet. We don't know about Shea Patterson, but he has not been able to recruit a next great quarterback, which is stunning. In this case, Jim Harbaugh's run, second run in college, looks like Steve Spurrier's second run in college. Spurrier was the quarterback guru. All he did was get quarterbacks to come to Florida. And no matter who they were, they were in there and they played great. Danny Werfel even won the Heisman Trophy. Terry Dean was a great quarterback until he lost the job to Danny Werfel. That's all they had. Shane Matthews, all quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And then what happened? He goes to South Carolina and he can't get a star quarterback. He gets a couple of guys who are okay, but he never gets – and you would think Spurrier could get a star quarterback to show up, hey, come play for me at South Carolina. He couldn't do it. So South Carolina only got so high. Same thing with Michigan. You would think Harbaugh in his second go-round would come up, hey, he had Andrew Luck, out. he brings bring somebody to Michigan, and he hasn't done it yet. And that's the real issue. Nothing that's wrong with Michigan – wouldn't be solved by a really good quarterback because everywhere else they got all kinds of talent. They have five guys on that defense right now Sorry, They're going to be top three-round picks in the NFL draft. Their defense is loaded. They have enough skill position players, but he can't get a quarterback. But here's the thing that is what's going to push him out before he is ready. Harbaugh is a very intense guy. And when you're a rah-rah guy, you know we talked about this last hour a little bit about the the merits of being a rah-rah guy versus not being one. If you are a rah-rah guy, you wear out your welcome much faster than everybody else, right? If you're if you're a, if you're one way, if you're a rah-rah guy or you're a complete disciplinarian, you have to win right away. If you win right away, people will put up with your act. But if you don't win, people are not going to put up with it, and you wind up running out of rope faster than everybody else. Look, why did Rex Ryan fail so spectacularly? Because he everything was always the, the 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 most incredible worst thing or best thing in the world. There was no middle ground for the Bills. There was no middle ground for the Jets. Look at Harbaugh's career as a head coach. He starts out at San Diego and they go seven and four, eleven and one. Right? Now Harbaugh's the same guy that he was back then. He's rah-rah. He's in everybody's face and but they won. So everything was good in San Diego. He goes to Stanford. First year, they upset USC. Every year, the team gets better. The arrow kept going up. Finally, he had his huge year culminating. We had luck, and he says, now I'm parlaying this to the National Football League. So he goes, still the rah-rah guy in San Francisco, right? That act's going to wear thin. How can Jim Harbaugh do this in the NFL? 13-3, 11-4-1, 12-4, 8-8. It was so good. They couldn't get rid of him because they kept winning games. Unlike the Niners, had one going back to their dynasty
5: under Bill Walsh.
4: So I just now, remember how,
5: how torturous that was for everybody at the end of his run. Yes, but right? that's the
4: thing. He had one bad year that was eight and eight, not one in fifteen. But battling he with the GM, you, you had eight. a
5: lot of and so a lot of uh, ill will going on around the Bay Area. Exactly. So he was done
4: after that. Now he goes to Michigan, and it's been the exact opposite. Of how he has started everywhere else, ten and three is first year, ten and three, but now eight and five, zero and one, and they're five hundred their last eighteen games. His act is wearing thin. How many assistant coaches has he gone through in the
5: last four years? He fires three or four guys a year. Yeah, but here's the bigger thing at Michigan: up. is that it's been more of an act, more chirping in the media, more hey, let's go do things differently, and instead of just going straight on. And that's what you're hearing from a lot of the boosters, guys like Braylon Edwards going on down the line is. Just go and coach football. Don't yeah. worry about where but you're at, where you're going. But this is everything. Gobble, with gobble, him. gobble, turkey and, that, when, and all that stuff, and you... nervous birds and and all that. You made it a sideshow. Go first, coach. First year, you're ten and three. That's great.
4: Then you're ten and three. Okay, and now you're eight and five. And now you're going the wrong direction. And this is what pushes guys out. That's what's wrong with Jim Harbaugh. He just grates on too many people. He's got a big turnover in his staff, and players will eventually tune him out and go, okay, that's kind of who he is. But again. All of this would be solved if he had a star quarterback at any point during his run. That's really what's wrong with Michigan. Twitter at How About a Fresca Mike at Swollen Dome the Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike Carmen. You want to get in 877-99 on Fox coming up next. Boy, do we have a crazy ass baseball story for you. How about a team getting into a fight before the game with each other? It's next. Fox.
5: Get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. It's simple. Plug in Snapshot, drive,
2: and earn discounts for safe driving. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE.
4: Oh, yeah. Slowing it down for you tonight. Fox. Rubbing myself down with hot oil. Ready for another night of love. Sports. A little bit early on that one there, Zippy. <laughs> oh. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Just grooving to the progressive music. Uh, big goings on in Major League Baseball, and I say big because we actually had a team get into a fight before their game tonight.
5: It's that time of year. Oh, by it's the It's winning time and it's fighting time.
4: It was with each other. That's all right. To help us break this down, we head to the hotline right now. Bring in Fox Sports 1, MLB Network, and brand-new Big Ten Michigan football insider, John Paul Morosi to defend Jim Harbaugh after that horrible loss to Notre Dame. John Paul, you have the floor.
3: Goodness, goodness. Well, I I thought uh, the the first thing I would mention was uh, we'll have to see if the commissioner's office will be making any suspensions for a fight that occurs within... One team. I think that would be a first, perhaps, depending on if there's any disciplinary action arising from that. But, uh, but to your Harbaugh question, there are many ways to look at this game. Uh, there are. Uh, I'll make this point. Um, Michigan had a chance in the waning <laughs> moments to tie the game, despite not scoring an offensive touchdown until there were less than four, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. So. Uh, they were fortunate on many levels to even still be competitive in the game at that moment, and yet there were also times in the game where big plays, the, the, the botched field goal, Patterson getting sacked out of field goal range, the, the Winovich late hit, there were, there were some moments where Michigan certainly could have uh, steered that game into a more favorable spot, but the, the reality is uh, I believe now Harbaugh's record in rivalry games is 1-6. and six. And uh, and that is a surprise.
4: Well, because hey, all the ways you want to look at that game, I look at the game this way. There are two columns. There is a win column, and there is a loss column. And that game went in the loss column.
3: Th- that is uh, <laughs> that is that is true. That is true. I, mean, I cannot I cannot dispute that. I think in these in these circumstances, when when passions about college football run hot, uh, the, staying within the lanes of specific information are. Uh, and that which, we, that which we know is true, undoubtedly, is usually a good policy. And, and I'll tell you this. Michigan, when you think about losing that first game, um, they have got four really tough conference games. Ohio State, Michigan State, both on the road. Wisconsin and Penn State, both at home. <laughs> and again, they've got Nebraska. <laughs> Northwestern on there the road. Know. I mean, this, this, is a, this is a tough, tough slate. They could lose four games in the regular season and still have a decent football team.
4: All right, now you said the magic phrase there, John Paul. Tempers running hot. And while we shift from the Michigan Wolverines football program, we get to the Seattle Mariners who, look, they were having a great season. Every year you pick them to win the the AL West at some (laughs) point, they will do it for you. Uh, But not playing well as of late, falling behind uh, the other teams in their division. Last night, D Gordon misplayed a fly ball in center field, and that led to a two-base error. They beat the Orioles 2-1, to one, but that didn't sit well with shortstop Jan Segura. And so Segura and D Gordon get into a fight before the game tonight. The double doors leading into the clubhouse burst open. Players were shoving, shouting. There was a skirmish. Scott Service said, listen, guys are passionate. We got 35 guys in this locker room. Wow, John Paul, tell you what, we, we've seen many fights this season. This is the first one between teammates.
3: Very concerning, and it's a team that that for a while was among the best teams in baseball, but they have fallen flat uh, here in the middle of the season. They had given extensions to to their leadership team, and GM Jerry DiPoto and Manager Scott Service, and now discordance in the clubhouse. It is stunning how quickly the Mariners became uh, one of the the more troubling stories of baseball are being one of the best stories in the game for so long, and in reading Ryan Divish's reporting in the Seattle Times on this, uh, quote, the once-closed doors crashed open, showing an altercation between two players and about six players. Between two players and about six players. This is a, this is a royal rumble. I mean, this, is, this is not just, again, according to Ryan's reporting, this is not just a, a difference of opinion. This is a large-scale... Um, dust up there in the clubhouse, so um, you would uh, obviously it sounds as though the the misplay in the outfield was was sort of the the force that got everything going here the the spark that made this whole incident occur but you 've got to think this has been festering for a while on some level. a team that seemed for a long time guys to be in a very good spot, a very harmonious team has become fractured very quickly, and uh, I'm not sure what the answer is here. I mean, it, it is Jerry DePoto has made a lot of moves uh, over his career as, as the Mariners GM. In fact, the most moves of any GM in baseball during that time. But having made all those moves, having built a team that was in a playoff position not long ago, um, and then just getting an extension himself, do you then unspool the roster again and, and make wholesale changes once more? It's a very, very hard thing to, uh, to see what the Mariners' solution is on this.
5: Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, show with Mike Carmen coming to you from the Geico Studios on the hotline with us, MLB Network, Fox Sports, even a little bit of NHL Network, and pretty soon Big Ten Network. Our buddy John Paul Morosi at John Morosi. Leave out the H J O N Morosi, the Twitter account. Hi, Mom. That you look at the landscape, and as much as I want to talk about Fortnite and cursing out your manager. Uh, while playing the video game in the middle of the night, which is one of the great stories. Uh, Chris Ailes, uh, I mean, By the way, yeah. how, how
3: 2018 is that? Yeah. I mean, how, how 2018 is that? The, the, the fact that, first of all, I've never played Fortnite. I wouldn't even know what it looked like if I walked by it uh, on a screen. I got no idea. It's Minecraft. So, it's it Minecraft meets somebody The Walking Dead. I, I, <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have not played video games in years. I've got uh, my, my parents actually... Forbade us from having a video game system in the house. We we were never allowed to have one growing up.
5: Well, see, it, uh, it ended up getting wow. you through higher education, uh, where you found it and still succeeded in school despite that. So, did you? Wait, did, did you tell your parents? <laughs> well, you were, this, come on, tell me you weren't playing. You know, NCAA. So, insert, you're here until no, 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 four no, no. a.m. No, Here's no.
3: the story on that. <laughs> I'll I'll be totally honest with you. this. Is like so so you're you're adding all these. Honorific titles to me. So here we go. Video game insider Morosi. Okay, I like that. I'll Good. Yeah. As as uh, as under uh, undergraduate, we actually had in our room a. Uh, I don't think we actually were able to get cable. I think cable you couldn't get cable uh, in the dorm. It was it was not allowed. But my buddies all got uh, the the, uh, the Super uh, Mario Kart. That, that's what they all played, and so it was like you could actually choose like. Mario, Luigi, or Princess Peach, I believe, right? But weren't those the choices? Oh, I hate, I, Bowser? I hate, I hate
4: Princess Peach. Oh, Bowser's the Bowser? best. You Bowser, one. okay. Yeah, so that Bowser's was, the there
3: best. You go. Or no, 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 Smash Brothers. That's what it was. It was Smash Brothers. That's what it was. The, the, I'm not sure what the, 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 the... Honestly, I played the game like twice. I lost and I said, this is pointless. What am I doing here? <laughs> And I moved on.
4: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go practice being a baseball insider in my room. That's right.
3: That's right, that's right. I was I was busy freelancing Kawodaki stories back in the day. So anyway, that's I digress, but I I I understand there was some uh, some conversation about the Padres manager over over Fortnite, and I need to make sure that I uh, that, that I, I, I guess I'm, I'm going. You know, I'm, I'm texting people trying to find information about the game. Turns out, if I want to get really good scoops about like, Discord and clubhouses, I should either be like paying attention to the to the uh, issues in the Mariner clubhouse or actually just playing Fortnite over some open chat. room. So people play like over an open chat room. That's how that works. Yeah, you should do it doing an
4: interview on MLB Network. Like when they go to you instead of you know you in your study with all your baseball books behind you, you see
3: just you, just you playing Fortnite with your feet I'm up going. Fortnite. Yeah, guys, I'm looking for scoops. Yeah. What do you think I'm doing? I can, you know, I you're gonna find players
5: game. out there. You're gonna find I, players I playing Fortnite. For
3: you can get that? Wow. And, and and like here's the thought though. So so I understand it was Will Myers. So so how? Here's what I can't get. And again, you guys may know better than me. How like is his screen name on that like like Will Myers? I mean, how did anybody figure <laughs> out it was him? <laughs> I mean, really? How is that even possible? There might have
5: been a live video feed on Twitch where he was wearing a shirt that said, "I'm Will Myers." Hey, I'm streaming I mean, this, man.
3: <laughs> guys, this—I'll tell you this too. And you want to—you want to realize how, how old I feel now as I think about all these different uh, modes of communication and gaming that that. So I I had met and and like initially chatted with my wife. Not, I had obviously met her in person previous. This is you know, going down a different road. But I, I mean, I, I'm talking to her on, on AOL Instant Messenger. And oh, that wow. doesn't even exist anymore. So how old am I? That, that like, the online method by which like, I, I think I first obtained my wife's phone number doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, I feel like I am... I'm, like, one step away from filing for Social Security. I'm, like, that old now.
4: <laughs> we were playing Snake together on my Nokia phone. It was <laughs> right, awesome. Right.
3: Right. Like, I just actually, what I did was I, I, I shared her my, with the, uh, the the old Paperboy uh, LCD, uh, like, uh, granular pixelated video, like the Tiger video games, you know, like Paperboy and Jordan versus Bird. Those were the two ones that we had that were the best. Remember that? <laughs>
4: oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Anyways. There you go. So now, so let's finish here now because we're into September. We're seeing people become finalists for postseason hardware. Where are you at right now for MVP?
3: That's a great question uh, because I'm an MVP voter in the American League, so I'm supposed to be somewhat circumspect about what I'm saying. But then again, we, we've already gone to Fortnite tonight, uh, <laughs> which which I think is uh, we've already the next gone level next level. Yes, we're right. Paperboy, Jordan versus Bird, A. L. Messenger. Yeah. Uh, here's here's my thought. Uh, when you think about the AL MVP, and I'm a voter this year, I, I will consider Jose Ramirez and, and look favorably. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I have to, I've got about another couple weeks before I really start to get, get the hard work of, of deciding what I'll do. But the fact that Ramirez is moving to second base in the middle of a, of a season, late in the season, he's going for the MVP, to make his team better by getting Josh Donaldson to play third base, that matters. That matters. And and I realize there are plenty of statistical analysis uh, folks that will say that's not a way to to look at it, that you can't at all consider that kind of stuff. It's just a performance, strict performance, period. I disagree. The fact that he is moving to a different position to make his team better is immensely valuable. Now, Mookie Best did that a number of years ago, and I'm going to have to decide on that because Mookie came up as a leadoff hitter, and now he's leading, leading off again. But he was an infielder, then he moved to the outfield. He's been so great over there. So, to me... You've got to consider the context, and you've got in Jose Ramirez and Mookie Betts, both guys have moved to different positions in the in the past, in Mookie's case, and right now in Ramirez's case, which is probably more compelling, to make their team better. That is a definition of value that as much as I love Mike Trout, what he has done for the game, and even J.D. Martinez, who's principally a, a DH, there's just... There was something about playing a different position well that adds to your team's value that makes it really compelling. And so Mookie Betts and Jose Ramirez giving me a lot to think about right now as I look at my MVP ballot.
4: You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, Fox Sports One, MLB Network, and Big Ten Michigan Insider. JP, as always, buddy. We appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk to you soon.
3: My pleasure. And Smash Brothers, I, I gotta like, <laughs> I'm like I'm going to get some text from my roommates. Like Morosi, you are ridiculous. That, that's probably coming shortly, and we're going to be well listened to among my friend group from now on.
2: Oh,
4: and he met his wife on AOL Messenger.
2: <laughs> Next level, right there.
3: Uh,
4: coming up in one minute. Yeah, we'll get more on this whole Seattle Mariners brawl before a game situation. It's absolutely insane. But first, let's check in with Deb Carson and find out what's trending. DC. Thanks, DC. We are live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. Now, the details of what happened pregame for the Mariners tonight are just getting out, and they are awesome. Take it from somebody who has actually seen a team fight in the dugout once before. I went to a. a, a
5: Did you instigate it? No, 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 no. I was not involved because I know you're uh, you're the type no, to go no, no, and no. start egging a guy on. No, no, you no, know no, you're no. 0 for eighteen in your your last in no, no. you know, twenty plate appearances with ten strikeouts with runners in scoring position. You're really you're not picking him up and you're taking away from his he's not eating enough, which means next year his contract's gonna be worse. No, no, not that not that kind of story. It's uh, kind of
4: you. No, but it's not me. That's not the story. It's, it's fake news. It's all your fake fault. News. Fake news. wait I've I've not been to more games in my life than I've been to Syracuse Chiefs games, Triple A Syracuse for the Blue Jays, then there with the Nationals are gonna be with the Mets next year. That's not really sports though, dude. Stop. Did you play shortstop? I could have, I should have, a couple of times, man. You had a but, sweet uh, hat, didn't you? <laughs> oh, my Chiefs hat! I'll wear my Chiefs hat tomorrow. Oh, I love. Yeah, I'll I'll burn burn. it. Did you my let
5: Chiefs. anybody wear your hat? Whoa, 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 whoa! It's whoa. Chiefs week. Whoa, it's not. You don't bring that up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Executive producer Justin Frostberg already jacked up for Sunday's hey. matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. Speaking of insiders, Frostberg should be
4: an insider. He's the one telling us for days. Oh, Antonio Gates is going to sign any day now. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, I told boom. you that last
5: month. And he signed. It was about a month and ago. He was in. Frost, you could said see. he was chilling. That ah. he had since he already knows the offense and his quarterback. Why show up for work? Yeah, goats don't go to camp. Frostburg-Telesco. That's what we're going to call you from now on. Yeah, there's really just no point to showing up to camp whatsoever. You you feeling good, Antonio? Yeah, yep. I'm feeling all right, Sign here.
4: Uh, it was before a game Syracuse was playing the Richmond Braves, and, and this is taking you back. This is the Richmond Braves team that was loaded with the future Braves that went crazy in the 1990s. It was Dave Justice, Ron Gant, all these guys, and they all fought right before first pitch. Something happened, and they're throwing uh, punches at each other in the dugout, and we're all watching this. I say all this because there's about you know 400 people at the game. We're like, holy crap, they're fighting! And then they're fighting, and coaches are pulling everybody off each other. It was insane. Like straight
5: out of a sitcom. It was
4: insane. They're actually on the field. At least this was behind closed doors. But this is where the details are so good. As we told you, the Mariners got into a fight with each other in the clubhouse before the game tonight. This stems from the game... Monday night, in which D. Gordon missed a fly ball, routine fly ball, resulted in it in a two base error. Now they won over the Orioles two one, but apparently this festered. Before the game tonight, D. Gordon asked reporters to leave the clubhouse and shut the door. All right. So apparently D. Gordon knows it's gonna be a fight. All right, you guys gotta leave now. You guys gotta leave. This guy's, guy's about leave. to try and beat leave. my ass here. So, in a minute. They asked the reporters to leave the clubhouse. They shut the door. Right after that happened, the pushing and shoving started breaking out. The double doors burst open. Players are going at it with each other.
5: I mean, D. Gordon weighs like seventy-five pounds. They like grab him up and start using him as a battering I mean, ram.
4: I, I mean, yeah, really. They give him a wedgie. No! Ah, gotcha, gotcha,
5: D. Gordon. After they Got they you. shut the put the me door down, and, me down. and after everybody was uh, ejected from the clubhouse. Hey guys, can you all leave? Did you hear a bell ringing? Like someone uh. had a had it on their phone. Ding, ding, ding. This contest is scheduled for one fall. D Gordon, as we talked
4: about with John Palmerosi, D Gordon Segura get into it over him dropping the pop up, and suddenly everybody is pushing and shoving in the locker room. So but, but that's just so great that you know D Gordon said, "Hey, get out. We're gonna close the door." And I can feel the a, uh, and a go, sense oh, of une. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my ass kicked right now because you know I weigh 105 pounds. I had it coming. I gotta
5: close the door here. All right, I should have caught that fly ball.
4: Whoa, whoa, whoa! And now you want, then you wind up with the doors opening and they're fighting and pushing and shoving. Whoa, what's happened here? A Tony (laughs)
5: Brook.
3: Crying
5: in bed. It, it would be pretty funny if one of the players was just standing at his locker and doing play-by-play. Many players were asked about it, and
4: they all said the same thing. What happens in Vegas, what happens <laughs> in the clubhouse, stays in the hey, clubhouse. Hey, we're a family. Yeah, yeah, because it's 1975, and you can have stuff like that be secret. No, that's not going to be a secret. I'm sorry. Someone's going to talk. Someone's going to blab. Why was Jay Buhner in there? Oh, how could you trade Jay Buhner? How could you trade Jay Buhner?
5: For Ken Phelps. Ken Ken Phelps. Phelps. That's all Ken Ken Phelps.
4: Best home run to at-bat ratio in the history of Major League Baseball. Get Ken Phelps. This
5: kind of goes to the old Baron Von Raschke when he was doing a house card in in Chicago and they were doing one of the the shoot interviews. And he's like, look, friend will turn on friend and foe on foe and all hell will break loose. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Uh, Segura started tonight, shortstop.
4: D Gordon started at second base. Those are one hell of a. They turn any double plays. I'm trying to look and see. Uh, yes, they do have a double play. They do right, have a well, double play. Well, there's that. They got along well enough for that moment. The Mariners are losing four to one to the Orioles right now, so they are following up all their pushing and shoving in the dugout with. Well, we're going to lose to the
5: Orioles. Lost a lot of energy. <laughs> That's we're, what happened. guys. Guys, we're losing to the Orioles.
4: Women weaken legs. It's the same thing. You fight. Before fights weaken legs, and the Mariners are free-falling out of playoff positioning in the American League. TJ. TJ. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Uh The Dodgers getting back to their winning ways, continue to score runs off of Mets relief pitchers. 8-4, the Dodgers lead the Mets in the seventh inning. This is the game that I didn't go to I passed on going to tonight's game so I could be here with you and now how happy am I because if I was there tonight all I would think of is ah oh, I burned a vacation day to go watch this crap <laughs> so that's it. so I'm happy that I that I turned it down to stay here with you guys but coming up next the quarterback carousel is a turning and oh boy I've been waiting 20 years for what's happening to be happening now we'll get to it fox don't touch <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. I've been waiting, let's see, 20 years,
5: maybe more than that. It's been 20 years, Candy, for this.
4: You were so fine.
5: Beautiful, but beautiful. The Here New go. York the Girl New York Jets.
4: Coming. You burn no. my heart with a <laughs> flickering torch. And here comes Kate Pearson. I've been waiting <laughs> my whole life for the for girl like to become the landlords. And now it's happening. The Jets, wait, wait, a minute. wait a minute. The what? Jets are completely and far and away above the Giants in every way, shape, and form no, come in the on National now. Football League.
5: What did they do? You make one or two right moves, and, and all of a sudden you're
4: yes, yes, puffing out your chest, yes. and you're going all oh, King Kong.
5: Ain't got on you me. Had,
4: you had the Giants deciding now we're going to go get a running back. We don't want a quarterback like Sam Darnold, and they allow Sam Darnold to fall to the Jets. Oh, that's great. And they get Barkley, who has had one run during the preseason. So who knows if the guy's any good? But one of the reasons the Giants said, no, no, we're not going to take Sam Darnold because we got Eli Manning and we have Davis Webb. Well, they decided after a pretty solid preseason, they would waive Davis Webb. And now Davis Webb just signed with the Jets practice squad. So the Giants, who didn't take Sam Darnold because of Eli Manning and Davis Webb, now the Jets have Sam Darnold and Davis Webb. This is awesome. I mean, this may be as good as it gets, but oh my God, this is fantastic. This is so it's like the Jets and Giants switched identities, like Freaky Friday, like Jamie Lee Curtis ran into uh, uh, Lindsay Lohan, and they changed brains. I got to go with the new one, not
5: the. Nobody new one. knows who the guys are in the new one, right? That the women that we don't know the. Oh, there was one named. after that. There's one that just came out. Oh, really? Literally Like a month was it ago. The Olsen Twins. No. Oh, all right. Like Two Disney people that I, I don't know who they are. Was it Dove Cameron and no. uh, 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 what the other one? No, my kids would have wanted to watch it uh, if it was Dove Cameron. Was it Dove Cameron
4: and Dove Cameron? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> was it Liv and Maddie? And- Bringing it
5: back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, Davis Webb, ready? You never see it coming. I think everybody was kind of shocked. At the same time, they made a decision. I don't have to agree with it. Jets, yo.
4: Now the former third-round pick, who was being groomed to replace Eli Manning, oh, no, Davis. Now he's being groomed to replace it.
5: Sam Darnold when he gets hurt I, behind that bad offensive line. I love it when teams.
3: You're not going to so, touch that. No, because
5: <laughs> I'm not, not going to
4: speak anything into it. But I love it when teams who are so haughtier than thou and so we do it better. And the Giants have always been a yes, we do things better, team, even though they have blown many things. To be like fair, anybody they, else.
5: No, they they only really did that when Tom Coughlin was in control. Oh, they did a lot. Oh, there are plenty of things happening after Tom Cawthorne was in control. But... You blew
4: it! They're, the, but they, they're they so, oh, yes, whoa, everybody loves the Giants. Everybody respects the Giants. The Giants just... Uh, no, I like seeing the Giants just suck it up right now. I like seeing that happening to the Giants. Question. Yes, go ahead. Mike Harmon. What exactly have they sucked up right now? No, because... Nothing. They're, they're sucking up not taking Sam Darnold. They oh, suck. we love Sam, Davis look, Webb, and look, they waved, I, and they I, cut I'm, Davis look, Webb. Look,
5: I don't mean to cut you down or... Or really stop the train that everybody's jumped on board. The Sam Darnold Express. Sam, 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 Sam. Sam's Sam, not Sam, done Sam, anything Sam, Sam, as a pro yet. So let's let's slow our roll here until we watch him take a couple of live snaps.
4: Uh okay. Who would you rather have, Sam Darnold or Eli Manning? Right now. Right now, everything equal. Right now. Not Eli Manning back in time when he's twenty three years old. Would you rather have Eli Manning or Sam Darnold? Well, you don't, or, you don't Wait, would you rather have Eli Manning or would you rather have Sam Darnold and Davis Webb? I'll twist that knife in there a little bit. It'd yes, yeah. I, I, I
5: figure you'd go more to the Saquon Barkley thing. And we would get into that conversation. <laughs> but you want to talk to <laughs> Eli? let talk no, Eli. I'm twisting that knife. I'm I'm psyched up for the purge. I'm psyched for the. I'm going to go home purge and watch it. Purge comes on. Purge Lions, on come on. There's a lot of stuff going on. oh for, my, Mets this lose. This is well, yeah. They've given up 11 runs in this inning against. Yeah, no, the it escalated quickly, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, obviously, I want Sam Darnold and the potential upside. Sam, that doesn't damn, mean damn, it materializes damn, here damn, in 2018. No, it will materialize. You're just week trying one. to sell
4: hope. It'll materialize.
5: Week six one. and a half point dogs against those Detroit Lions. Jets.
4: 41
5: Lions, negative six. 41 to negative six. How about that? Yeah. It's what happens. that negative six like a fantasy score? Like you gave up too many points for your defense? You got yeah, a negative so you get that negative. That's how it works. Jets are going to the playoffs. I'm telling you. Coming up next, we get back
4: into the biggest story of the night. This is going to be Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Eight seven seven ninety nine. You like Fox. that? You like that music? What? Yeah, it distracting kind of threw me the hell out of you. What, is, <laughs> what is this
5: music? <laughs> You just started bouncing around a little I'm just bit.
4: Going, what are you? Pl- what is? What is that? You know, when you play West Side Story, it's you got to play the da na da na na da na na. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. No, but you got to play the beginning of it because that's what people recognize. I didn't recognize the end of it. I don't there's the a great Leonard of... Bernstein exhibit Leonard Bernstein. Uh, uh <inaudible-> oh. Yeah, there's a great, there's a great start- exhibit to, yeah, at uh, the uh, Skirball
0: Center.
5: Is there here in Los Angeles? I did not know that. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. And you could do all sort. Of, you could go into a booth and sing along with West Side Story. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, but only just I like think everybody only knows the very beginning, and then that end that Sam
4: was playing. Nobody knows that. That's okay. Nobody knows it at all. Now's a chance to learn. No. <laughs> Coming up next, we get back into day two for Nike and Kaepernick. Some unexpected winners and losers. Fox. Greetings, welcome inside. Final hour of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Carmen. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. I always like when we got a lot of stuff going on. And tonight, not only just in the world of sports, we have a big television pursuit going on right now. A guy was driving like 100 miles an hour on the freeway.
5: Next level going on on that police chase. Dude, thanks to all our friends on social media. To right. make sure we know uh, if you're not first, you're last, he's and not where to a,
4: find you. It's not a Talladega. All right, wait, hang on a second. All Is right. that a Bobcat? Dude, if you're listening to the show while you're driving, flick your lights right now. Let's wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, no, he didn't flick his lights. It could be Ben Maller. On I his mean, way in I to do know, the yeah. show in, in an be. hour's
5: time, maybe.
4: Oh. Uh, and also. Today, more importantly, happy
5: National Cheese Pizza Day. No question about it. You know, and here's the thing, is that I know
4: there's 365 days in the year. I mean, I've known this for a long time. I know there's that's, 365 that's good to learn days that. in the year. And certain days already have their own holidays. You know, you have Christmas, you have Arbor Day. But you would think there would just be National Pizza Day. But no, today is National Cheese Pizza Day. Is there National Pepperoni Pizza Day? Is there a national cheese and meatball pizza day? I don't think so. Why? Why just? Why can't
5: we just celebrate all pizza? Why Why's it got to be just cheese pizza? I don't know. That's a good question. There's probably other dates uh, on the national calendar. It's not day National calendar. Dates Day. That would be dates. That's something different entirely. No, it's not Dates Day. No, that's a different day. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you got 365 of them to dole out, and it doesn't have to it's be not, limited to just dull, one. Though.
4: It's not Dole Pineapple Day. You don't want a dole whip? No. Dole whip. Dole whip. Dole whip. Dole whip. It's fine to eat. Mince National Cheese Day. And you and I, helping keep you know the, the train rolling, ordered double cheese pizza tonight that we've been eating for the past two hours. Yeah, yeah. but that has nothing to do with it being cheese pizza day.
5: Uh, you guys do that
4: every day. Well, yeah, that is true. We did find out afterwards. No, no, no. We knew before. We knew before. We said, what are we going to do for dinner? Harmon said, today's cheese pizza day. Sold! <laughs> That was done. I had my credit card out ready. All I had, you didn't have cheese pizza day out. We were ready to go. That was
5: pretty well done. I gotta yeah. say, now the
4: pizza was well done. Yes,
5: it was. A little bit crispy you on know? the top. Yeah, no, I, I like the way that worked. Uh, but yeah, National Day. Let's see. Tomorrow is what? What's tomorrow? What What am I gonna wake up and see trending on Twitter tomorrow? Okay, we screwed this that up. Sucked we, we that sucked. have to, it. Tomorrow. That. Tomorrow's actually. Um, That's every day. According to National Day calendar. Uh, someone buffaloed me on Twitter and just got me to order a cheese pizza. It's claiming that it's Cheese Pizza Day tomorrow. Then Thursday is National Read a Book Day, as well as National, every day. National Coffee Ice Cream Day. Ugh, coffee ice cream? Just get coffee or eat the ice cream. Why now, coffee, now, on, ice now cream? on Friday, this really gets crazy. Ready? Yeah. We've got National New Hampshire Day, National Neither Snow nor Snow Nor, nor Rain Day. National Grandma-, September? Yeah. Grand- National Grandma Moses Day. National Food Bank Day. There you go. National Acorn uh. Squash Day. Acorn Squash Day? This is Wait, all Friday? Wait, there's two more. There's two Wait, more. This is all Friday? Yes. That's yes. too many. National Lazy Moms Day. I, don't know. Bye. I, don't know. I like that one. And finally, National Salami Day. Oh, see, I like National Salami Day. <laughs> uh, Saturday is National Ampersand Day. Are these really true things you're telling me? Uh, well, according to this, uh, Sunday, in addition to a number of other things, well, Teddy Bear's NFL Day. Yeah, Teddy Teddy Bear Day. It's I make sure I C- can say you say Teddy it. Teddy Bear Day. Yes, Teddy, Teddy got, Bridgewater Day. I got pretty excited about it because um, it's also National Wiener Schnitzel Day.
4: No, no one cares. Opening Day of the NFL. Nobody cares.
5: What about Hug Your Hound
4: Day? Nope. Nope. That's no. See, I no. I don't. I don't like any of these days. De- it's got to be one date, one thing, one day. Yeah, I'm looking at my calendar here. Sunday is National Beat the Heck Out of the Chiefs Day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have any pull? I mean, look, being the 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 second season now, producing Chargers football, can you bring Roberto Aguayo back? I mean, come on, dude. Watching him try to make field goals at the end of games. There's no better theater
5: in the league than that. You are fake news. <laughs>
2: Go Chargers! Go. Yeah, they really
5: did take something away from our week yeah. one viewing I mean, experience. Really. It's tradition, unlike any other. Yeah,
4: I mean, come on, I want to see Roberto Aguayo try kicking to make woes field goals. from the Chargers But it really matters on a team that just can't make field goals when it matters. Yes, I got. We got to see that. Boo! The Chargers—they don't—they don't care about the rest of America. They, they hate us. They don't care. They don't care about National Roberto Aguayo Day. <laughs> we'll, you know what? We we'll we'll could fire nominate you out that. Of the cannon. <laughs> fire it in there. No Chargers lose. Uh... Today, we told you. We told you last night, this is what was going to happen today. Following the news that Colin Kaepernick was going to be one of the big promotional people in Nike's 30th anniversary of the Just Do It campaign, we knew that President Trump was going to respond to the news that Kaepernick, who has started the movement of kneeling during the national anthem as players protesting the treatment of black men and the hands of police officers, not protesting the flag, not protesting the military, just because people say that doesn't mean it's the truth. You knew we were going to get a response from from President Trump. And there's a couple of big takeaways from this. The first one is that we have told you no matter what happens in the world, President Trump is never going to let this go. It's something that wins for him. As he said, as he said to Jerry Jones, this lifts me. And on a day in which his nominee for the Supreme Court, Brett Kavanaugh, went through controversy, which saw him possibly or possibly not snub the parent of one of the Parkland shooting victims, which saw a woman who was on his team, one of his clerks, I believe, allegedly giving the white power sign while she was on television behind Kavanaugh, And oh, by the way, on a day where Bob Woodward comes out with a book about President Trump, which doesn't paint his presidency flattering at all, and which, according to John Kelly, chief of staff, said, we're in crazy town. This is according to the the Bob Woodward book. All of this happened today, and still, President Trump found a way to weigh in on Colin Kaepernick when he told The Daily Caller, quote, I think it's a terrible message that they're sending, and the purpose of them doing it, maybe there's a reason for them doing it. Nike signing Kaepernick. I'll tell you the reason. It's money. But I think as far as sending a message, I think it's a terrible message and a message that shouldn't be sent. There's no reason for it. So that's part one, that we told you we are just going to have this as long as Donald Trump is president. We are never going to be away from this because this is something that is a win for him politically. We keep saying it, and there's no... There's no way I can cut this up
5: other than to tell you we're just going to continue to have to deal with this because it will always be a story. Well, and normally it's just push play. It's really just a cut and paste of previous tweets with one or two words changed up to make it look new. It's the same message time and time and time again until until the second part of this big deal with
4: Trump. And many people have run with that part of the with that part of the message. I say tweet because I, I I I default to that. No, but, but that, that's part but of the interview
5: with the Daily Caller. That's been the quote. But that's a, been nice and easy to put that up as a one one shot. Yeah, it's a uh, terrible meme. message and a message it shouldn't be that's sent. Right.
4: right now, here's the second part of what President Trump said, which is just as important. He disagrees, quote, with the Colin Kaepernick endorsement, but it is what this country is all about: that you have certain freedoms to do things that other people think you shouldn't do. But I personally am on a different side of it. This is President Trump now couching and softening his remarks about NFL players Colin Kaepernick and his protest, his status with Nike. This is a far cry from the guy who a year ago, these SOB players, they should all be fired. Doesn't matter if you stay in the tunnel for the national anthem, you should still be fired. First game, no pay. Second game, suspended for the year. And now here it's, hey, you know, I disagree with it, but Colin Kaepernick has the right certain freedoms that other people think you shouldn't do. Well, and but that but that's the thing has, here is he's he not talking never, about Kaepernick here. No, he has never couched anything he has ever said in. He has never softened anything. Anytime you're looking for him to say something, you want why he always waits a day and then he says it after after the the, the, the everything has died down. Then he comes out and he says something. But he has never
5: backed off. But he's backing off this. And it's what we got into earlier in the show. It's about money. It's all about money. It's all about commerce. It's all about capitalism. And the way he says this, it's not about Colin Kaepernick. It's the Kaepernick endorsement, but he's looking at it squarely from the Nike side of thing. One, uh, they rent space from him, Uh, NFL and everybody else. He's talking about who owes him money. But the idea being that it's the capitalist approach of Nike going and trying to grab consumer dollars and and keep the machine and of the economy being fed and that's what this is interesting about because it that's been president trump's entire mo how often do you hear hey the stock market's doing this well and these companies are doing this well and let's rework these trade agreements that was one of the big things that was affecting the marketplace today is some uncertainties about long-term trade agreements so for, for this, it was it's what this country is all about, certain freedoms to do things that people think you shouldn't do. So I think he was putting on his businessman hat, much like you were talking about Captain Andrew Luck earlier. This is Captain Businessman or yeah. President Business if we go Lego movie. You know and then <laughs> President Trump saying, hey, I, I may not agree with the strategy that Nike's taking, but... I can't fault a a strategy to go try and earn market share and and get into people's pockets. What do I always tell you? I
4: can't fault a great strategy, and apparently neither can President Trump because this is a business decision, and he sees at least the business side of it for Nike because if he didn't, he would say what? Nike is terrible. Don't buy Nike, right? That's what he would say. He would say, because he's done that before, don't buy Harley-Davidson, all this stuff. He would say, don't buy Nike, don't buy any of this. But he sees this as being a business decision that either he respects or he understands, I could just make it worse for them, better for whatever it is, by commenting more. But he sees this as a business decision. Also playing into it is that Nike and Nike Town, right now in New York City, Rent from President Trump. They pay a lot of rent. Uh, The Nike town in New York, which is in the process of vacating because they decided in December to move out of Trump's property, but right now they still operate in a Donald Trump property. This is President Trump. I'm in a business relationship with Nike right now, so I am softening my comments. It's always about money. When you get to money with President Trump it becomes a different thing. Everything, because that's what, that's what he is. That's what he has wanted to do since he's come in to be president is concentrate on the economy, money, money, money. Let's make everybody rich, tax cuts, all this kind of stuff. He has been, always been about money. In fact, one of the big things out of the Bob Woodward book today was that there, at one point, according to the book, he wanted to potentially pull troops out of South Korea because the cost was too great. And he had to be convinced that hey, this is what's stopping World War III from happening is our troops in South Korea. But it's always about money. So it's, why are we spending this? Why are we doing? When it comes to NAFTA, why are we paying this? That's why we're going to put tariffs on. It's always about money. So why is he softening things right here? Because this part of it right here is about money and a business relationship.
5: Saying I can disagree with business strategy, but there's a, a business component to it, not just a political. And that's where. I think this went a bit sideways for everybody that it became, all right, Nike's taking on a giant political message. To some degree, sure. Mm-hmm. And looking at it from a historical perspective, perhaps that's that's part of the angle. The other part is, how do we pad our stats and sales to boost our earnings number for the following quarter and fo- quarters going for the next several years with our relationship with Colin Kaepernick? That's what this is all about and that's one thing that you know can always get to the heart of President Trump.
4: Twitter at How about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. But speaking of Nike today, there's been video of people burning their Nike gear, cutting their socks in half. Why Nike is going to win, and they're already winning, despite reports that oh, Nike's won. No. Why Nike is going to win, and it's very simple. We have it coming up next, Fox. Did it- Cheese. fox sports radio the jason smith show with my best friend mike harman live from the geico studios and we have more nfl on the way we got a big fight to tell you about that happened between well members of the same team in major league baseball but Day two of the whole Nike controversy involving Kaepernick after he has agreed to uh, be the next big spokesman for their Just Do It campaign, 30th anniversary. We talked about the President Trump angle of this a few minutes ago and couching his comments about Kaepernick and Nike because it is about business. And, you know, look, Nike rents space from him. Nike Town is on Trump property, even though they're moving in. And he knows that Nike's deal is about the economy, and it's about selling shoes. It's about selling a bunch of different things. When you when it turns to be about money with President Trump, everything becomes a different conversation. But for all the reports that all oh, Nike has done, look at Nike. Nike's terrible. First of all, I'll tell you this today: Nike is going to win, and it's very simple. Why? First thing today, when the reports came out, Nike is down two percent. Right, it became the big thing. Everybody hates Colin Kaepernick. Look, Nike is down two percent. It became this false narrative that Nike was down because of Kaepernick. Because finished
5: down two dollars sixty cents on the day, down three and three point one six percent. Yeah, because meanwhile, Adidas
4: was down two percent, and so was Puma. They were all down, and I don't think Colin Kaepernick is signed with any of those companies as well. Well,
5: they wanted him on board, though, <laughs> according to the reports from Charles Robinson. Oh, I wouldn't even Everybody buy Puma because
4: they wanted him. You know, you know who didn't want him? Reebok. Blank Reebok. All they do is ignore me. Jerry, listen to me on this. So, fake news. Realize it's not about, oh, people hate Colin Kaepernick. Look, Nike is down. Everything was down today. Nike was down. Adidas was down. Puma was down. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Nike is going, just because people say things doesn't mean it's true. But Nike's gonna win this and it's Except very simple. Do. Nike is gonna win this. And <laughs> it's very simple why. Because they are now the cool shoe apparel company. Right? They're the cool shoe now. Many people we saw today on social media, twenty people, maybe I'm burning my Nike gear. Who was it who was it from Big and Rich's band that cut the Nike logos off his socks? <laughs>
5: Oh, I think I was the drummer, I Just cut
4: the logo. Just if you're gonna throw the socks away.
5: Nope, cut the socks. How are you gonna wear those socks? It was the sound man. How are you gonna wear those socks? Just cut the swoosh <laughs> off his socks. Former Marine. And now he's got wristbands. He does. Hey,
4: all right. Ooh, that's hot. Oh, sweaty. Oh, sweaty. All right. We saw a bunch of people. Okay, you know what? That's 20 people. That's fine. And were, all this stuff was old too. They were burning. Like here's shoes that like had seen better days. I don't care if a hundred people burn stuff on social media. Nike's going to win. Why? Because who are they marketing towards? Who buys sneakers? They don't market towards you and me. We, you and I are both over 40. Nike, they love that we buy sneakers. I have to buy them because Nike's one of the few companies that make shoes for my wide-ass foot. Nike, and New Balance, sometimes Your Asics. they feet. Yeah. You know, thing is, you know, people with wide feet are, are good-hearted people. And, and, you know, we're not taken care of enough. So uh, I just want to throw that out there. But- Maybe they, it's time to create your own shoe, though. They, they don't sell the Jason Smith shoe. It's just It's just really wide. Why? New Balance has plenty of options uh, for you. New Balance, you know, New Balance is okay, but once in a while they, they get a little narrow. No, nah, 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 you get New some b- orthotics. You're good to go. We can hear you squeaking from a mile away <laughs> walking in. I'm going to go walk the mall, and oh, then there, I'll be here back. Comes,
5: here comes Smith.
4: Ooh, and those white sneakers. Look, look at those orthotics. But who buys sneakers? You're marketing towards younger people, and- are younger people growing up with the biases and the beliefs of long standing what it means to to kneel for the national anthem no young people aren't growing up with well you know you're disrespecting the flag young people are seeing what's happening understanding what the what the the deal is and why the players are protesting they're going to buy sneakers and regardless but when you have something that's a quote cool brand or an outlaw brand or the or the the rebel brand that's going to People are going to flock to that. And young people who buy apparel, who buy shoes, gloves, shirts, pants, gloves, hat, hey, orange balls, naked lady tees, that's who they're going towards. That's who's going to buy sneakers and jerseys and hats and T-shirts and everything else. That's who they're marketing towards. They're going to win because that's who's going to buy it because people coming up now, young people, millennials, well, the, the lower end of millennials because the higher end, you're you're in your 30s. But when you're talking people in, in their 20s and, and in their mid-20s, you know, they're just seeing what goes on right now. There's no long-standing belief. Look, how many people did you see burning stuff for over 40?
5: Many, That's many people. Pretty much all many of the people. examples that are out there. And again, it's a small number that get recycled.
4: Right. It's, it's not like everybody is burning their gear. You're burning your gear if you're going to put it on TV somewhere or you put it on, on social media. Otherwise, so you're shoving it you in a closet people. or yeah.
5: pushing it aside, claiming, all right, I'm not going to put those in circulation for a while.
4: So you had 20 people. Who who are burnt okay, wow, big deal. Twenty people. I mean, that's no that's nobody. That's absolutely nobody. And they're gonna continue, they've already made money. What, fifty million dollars of, of advertising revenue? Approximately basically?
5: it was forty three million as of this morning, but well, let's round up to fifty at a minimum because well, yesterday was a holiday and they'd already racked up forty three million because of all the the heat that it got. And then you look at today, it's been the number one topic. Throughout the day, as soon as President Trump chimed in and you started looking at the market and everybody trying to put the market losses directly attributed to this, as opposed to looking at the larger NAFTA deal and other larger economic factors at play and what happened in the sector overall. Yes, Under Armour was up 34 cents, so about 1.8 percent on their stock. But that's the other thing going back to the President Trump. It's not a political thing. It's a, it's a straight economic thing. So we're, we're getting some, some run on, on Twitter of folks saying, hey, we didn't turn in for politics. No, this is just a, a quick business effect. And, and the way Donald Trump is looking at this particular topic is this is good for the economy. Because, look, if people go buy Nike because of this ad campaign, well, good on them. It was bold and his whole thing is about making bold moves, bold strokes and and this falls in line with his general business philosophy. The other is if people go away from Nike, what are they doing? They're buying something else, still thus stimulating the economy. So yeah. either way they're it buying works. something
4: else likely owned by Nike. Like the people
5: I saw, I saw well, there's the going, hat? I'm
4: going to go buy Converse. Uh Nike owns Converse. Yeah,
5: no there there certainly is that.
4: But and, and you know what and I, I wish I could buy Converse but they make they they make shoes like people have, must have like like hot dog feet well but it's like uh,
5: the other day i went to a concert at wrigley field remember when wrigley field was built yeah long long time ago guys didn't have a lot of bulk running around there (laughs) so you're sitting next to someone with some legitimate shoulders you got problems now you're trying to stack next to each other it's not a pretty look so this is exactly
4: how nike has planned this out they're doing backflips right now they're so happy what the last 24 hours has brought them because they knew they knew all going through this you don't have to give an ad buy you didn't no. have to budget a dollar we're here. Put this there's out? a black and white picture with
5: a slogan of Kaepernick, and that's it. And then Trump is going to say something, and then we're off to the races. By the way, it also gave us how many great memes. Lots. Hey, well, think was great. The Jay Cutler was, was great. Probably the best the, one. Thanos was probably oh, the best one.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of like the Thanos one. That was pretty good. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what you've done, stand up. Twitter at How About a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up in one minute, we have a huge football story that has both fantasy, real, live coaches, controversy, and what to see on the field. We have this one story has it all, but first find out what's trending with Deb Carson. D.C.
0: Hello, gents. Uh, Dodgers hanging on to that 11-4 lead over the Mets in the top of the ninth inning at Chavez Ravine. It was a six run seventh inning the Dodgers in that one. 6-0 win for the Diamondbacks over the Padres. Colorado continues to lead the NL West. They rock the Giants 6-2. to two. Yankees have wrapped up with a 5-1 win over the Athletics. Orioles beat the Mariners, uh, or rather they lead the Mariners 5-3. They are in the bottom of the ninth inning in Seattle. NFL News Le'Veon Bell still hasn't reported to the Steelers. Eagles running back Jay Ajayi practiced on Tuesday. He is expected to play in Thursday's opener against Atlanta despite his foot injury. And Panthers receiver curtis samuel is expected to miss sunday's season opener against the cowboys after having what nfl media refers to as a quote small procedure end quote to deal with an irregular heartbeat meanwhile guys an upset alert at the u.s open in the deciding fifth set of their quarterfinals match nine seed dominic team leads top men's seed rafael nadal 4 three at flushing meadows
4: thank you dc watching the match right now thought it was going to be over nadal looked like he had it uh Solved about forty-five minutes ago, but Ben now, Stiller is jacked up though. Oof, he is. Yeah, Ben Stiller. It's it's, it's late for Ben Stiller. It's one thirty in the morning, and Ben Stiller is is at this match, looking the exact same like he was four hours ago. And
5: N- Nadal's starting to look more and more like Johnny Drama too. We're in the headband, <laughs> ah, <laughs> in the he'll, tank be,
4: top. he'll be in Five Towns coming up soon. You know here. You know what? Here's the thing. You ready for this? Now look. Let's let, let's let's be serious for a second. I'm going to save tennis.
5: How You're about that? You saving like that? tennis. I'm
4: going to save tennis. It, how are you
5: going to do that by not having it playing no, 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 at 1:30 no, no, in the no, morning no, on the or, East Coast? Uh, no, no, no. You're going to put Federer back in no. <laughs> Special <laughs> champions uh, exemption. Federer versus Serena. <laughs> <laughs> Who
4: wins? No. Here's the deal. Is, is look, I'd tennis, pay to watch that. Forget tennis, that Tiger of Phil, course, Phil right? stuff. Oh, I'd rather f- watch that. Oh yeah. How much is it for Tiger Phil? It's like 24.99. I come on, I think. really? That's. I mean, I'd rather watch Floyd Mayweather take my money again. For something he's not going to try at.
5: No, here's the thing. The they're, stupid- they're, getting, they're getting ready to do that, by the way. <laughs> so they're going to come and try to take your money. Stupidest thing in the world. I mean, look, when you,
4: are, when you are a sport that is not one of the top sports, when you're not football and you're not the NBA or college football, you are looking to carve out your niche, your part in sports. You want to own times. You want to own certain moments of the year. And the dumbest thing has always been the U.S. Open playing their final, the men's final, opening day of the NFL. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. You lose all kinds of – you have the biggest tournament that brings you the most storylines in the United States all year long, and what do you do? It gets buried on Sunday because nobody is watching because it's the opening day of the NFL. First of all, you should have the – move it by a week and have the championship on Sunday of Labor Day weekend or better yet have it Monday night cuz here's where tennis should win right tennis is always on during the day on the weekends and who watches it if you put tennis on at 30 in the morning people same number of people will watch same number of people because look the last couple of nights proves it last we saw the upset of Federer last night we have Nadal everybody is up it's it's trending on Twitter now this match everybody will pay attention We talk about owning real estate, right, in in the calendar. And I told you, look, if the U.S. Open just would move it by a week, they could own more real estate. But instead, just have tennis at night. Have tennis
5: late at night. Did we ever find out who Millman took in his draft? We never
4: did. Because no. that's really
5: what should happen. Go no. straight off the court we into no a fantasy idea. draft.
4: John Millman at 7 o'clock this morning and didn't know
5: whether to take Gurley or uh, Le'Veon well, Bell. Well, you're talking about Le'Veon Bell. And, and I I hope he, they, they got yeah. the news to him as we gave that fantasy analysis a night ago. But
4: that's the thing. They should play all these tennis should be late at night. Everything, all the big matches should start late. Start all like 6 o'clock at night so they go till 1.32 in the morning. And the, I tell you, the same number of people will watch. You'll see it'll be all over social media. People will love it. That's what it's got to be. And that I know it's late at night and you think, oh, I don't know. No, people pay attention. You own that part of the clock. You know, instead of owning, you know, a a part of the calendar, you own that part of the clock. Tennis on late at night.
5: I like the way you're thinking about this. Got to do it. Totally new marketing campaign. The ad sales can get a little bit loose. Yeah. Right? A little slide over baby Mm -hmm. hour kind of thing into Mm -hmm. the wee hours of the morning. Mm -hmm. Guys selling mattresses and pills and stuff. (laughs) Pills and stuff. 800, and, you know, and, 900 numbers for you. And we'll put Federer back
4: in. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, who buddy. We're living about seven different controversies today. All right, number one, you had the Steelers say they are comfortable without Le'Veon Bell, right? Mike Tomlin said earlier today, we love the job James Conner is doing, All right? Right after that happened, Terry Bradshaw went on 97.3 in pittsburgh and took yet another shot at mike tomlin who apparently he's less of a fan of mike tomlin than he was of chuck knoll and he hated chuck knoll
3: i played for a tough sucker and i was afraid of him and we played our ass off for him because we feared him and i don't see that with this guy he's chest bumping and all that and i'm just i'm sorry but uh he's not my kind of coach all
5: right so there's terry bradshaw I always pause when I hear that. He said sucker, right? So, I yeah, played for that no, one no, he, tough. No. Make sure we get that right. It's funny.
4: Millennials only know Terry Bradshaw as the guy who's been on TV for 25 that years. That is true. He, he was a player, right? Did he ever do anything? I don't even know. He was a player. Why is he He not? was kind he was of a, a big player? deal. Is he a player? I've
5: seen um, him in movies. He was on that movie with <laughs> McConaughey.
4: <laughs> was he in the Cannonball Run, too? Yes. He's yes, he was. Run? All right. So, all right. First things first. Let's deal with all and the different sang, things. he sang, too. Uh, yes, he did. That's right. Married to Jojo Starbuck. Nice. There we go. There's uh, your deep dive on Terry Bradshaw. I was always a fan of Jojo Starbuck because I would like Battlestar Galactica, and Starbuck was my favorite character. So, oh, Jojo Starbuck, Starbuck. I kind of like that. Nice. A big fan of Dirk Benedict. What
5: about Duck?
4: <laughs> <Buck>. <laughs> what?
5: You, Star what? Starbuck. You just said what about? No, I was saying what Buck. about Duck? No, 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 no. I, Buck? What? what no, I, I started thinking about what? Buck Rogers. <laughs>
4: It's the, it said, he and said, it kind of what went. What about
5: duck? It just kind of buck. slammed together. What <laughs> about duck buck? Nah, the brain short circuited there. What about luck nuck? Captain Andrew Luck. Buck.
4: What about? Uh, all right, first things first. Yes, the Steelers will be fine without Le'Veon Bell. James Conner. And they got three or four players who are going to suck up the role of Le'Veon Bell. We have told you this. They will be fine. Le'Veon Bell is a luxury.
5: Jalen Samuels, you've got Stephen Ridley, and you'll pick up more guys in the passing game. You got rid of Martavis Bryant, uh, fleeced the Raiders for a third-round pick. <laughs> and then uh, you bring in James Washington, who's a little banged up coming out of the preseason, but looks like he'll be a valuable third receiver.
4: So there's your first controversy solved. Le'Veon Bell is the greatest luxury in the NFL. The Steelers will be fine without him. They are quarterback and wide receiver driven. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. The only issue with Mike Tomlin is not Terry Bradshaw hates him. He has managed so many different egos in the locker room over the course of his time with Pittsburgh. The only thing wrong with Mike Tomlin is that no matter who you are, when you are with one organization for a long time, your message wears thin. You're even seeing it with the Patriots and Bill Belichick, where his message always was, it's my way or that's it. And now finally you're getting Brady and, and Gronk who are saying, yeah, not so much. Normally you get five years of the team. That's a long time. Tomlin's been there. I mean, look, Tomlin's one of three head coaches the Steelers have had in the last 95 years. <laughs> his message, he's a new old school type coach his message is going to get stale. It's been him and Roethlisberger for the whole time. It was an arranged marriage when they came in. He's had to deal with Todd Haley. He's had to deal with Le'Veon Bell, deal with Antonio Brown being a knucklehead, Facebook-living stuff, and he has done as good a job as you can keeping that locker room together with so many different divas who push and pull that team in different directions. Mike Tomlin is a great coach. If the Steelers fired him tomorrow, he would have a job tomorrow five minutes after he was fired.
5: 116-60. and He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. any Other organizations might get cute. You might have a Schottenheimer situation in other organizations. Not there. Not in Pittsburgh. Not the way he's gone. Remember, because you have the back to back eight and eight years. It's like, ah, that's it.
3: Like yeah. Tom was oh, done. Yeah, yeah.
5: Then he rattled off 11 and five, 10 and six, 11 and five, 13 and three. And it's like, even if it don't finish it off in the playoffs, you've got a team that is always competitive, always in the, in the hunt deep into the end of the regular season, battling not only for the division, but always going up against New England and trying to get over the top. So awful difficult to try try to push him out, 8-7 and seven in the playoffs. That's the only thing you can hang a star on. Right? Yeah. You go back to the old Tony Dungy, Peyton Manning argument of, all right, they're great in the regular season. They put up some great numbers, but they don't necessarily win in the playoffs. Tomlin is a phenomenal
4: coach. If you're 500 in the play, it's not like he's four and 12. All right, that would be okay. You really can't. You don't know how to translate regular season success to the postseason. If you're 500 in the playoffs, you're 500 in the playoffs. That's fine. You know, it's not like Peyton Manning was two and 15. Look at Peyton Manning's playoff record. Yeah, he was about five. That's okay. That's okay. That's what happens sometimes. It's not. It's not like Barry Bonds, who was so great during the regular season and would hit 160 in the playoffs. No, th- this is. You're 500. You're okay. Mike Tomlin, he would get a job tomorrow. Teams would kick their head coaches to the curb to go bring Mike Tomlin in. Sure, and he'd make them relevant by giving them a lot of good sound bites right away, too. Twitter at how about a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, well, we had a fight tonight in Major League Baseball. Yes, we did. No bean balls were thrown. Nobody left the benches. Because the fight was all in the locker room. And, yes, it was teammates fighting each other. We will give you the details next on Fox. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news! Quick way you can save money switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh want to say I'm glad I made the right decision tonight. Had tickets to go see the Mets and the Dodgers tonight. Sure. Decided to say no, come in, be with you guys, talk about the Jets all it was kinds of was a nail crazy biter. Stuff. You missed a hell of a game. It was a nail biter until the For a while, inning. sure. Uh Yeah, the Dodgers beat the Mets. Of course they did. Twenty-seven. Yeah, it was a non-degrom day. Uh, Dodgers beat the Mets 11-4. to Dodgers getting two in the third, three in the fourth, and then six
5: in the seventh. Yeah, no, it was 5-4 going into the sixth. You're like, hey, we got ourselves a ball game. What was the score? I missed that. What was it? Uh, hey, what was the score last night? I don't know. Remember I wasn't that? here. Uh,
4: <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I am okay with missing seeing... Vargas, Bachelor Eric Hanhold, Zamora, Seawald, Corey Oswald, and Jacob Brain pitching tonight for the Mets. Well, they that's all earned their missed. paychecks tonight. That's yeah, who you literally I missed. just ran off to 86 Mets. No, no, I just I, I, just gave you every guy who's ERA, everybody who pitched tonight is ERA over five. <laughs> that's that's what's dealing with the Mets tonight.
5: Um, I tried. By well, the way, the, this U.S. Open match has just been absurd.
4: Yes, uh, still going on. Rafael Nadal, we thought he was going to win. Uh, it looked like he was he was close a few minutes ago, but instead, it is still happening right now. Five five, in the fifth set. Uh, this is a shocker. It's almost two in the morning, and it's three hundred and fifty degrees in New York. Oh, it's like an oven. <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, uh, Millman was playing in this game? Guys, come on, man! It's two a.m. I got a no, fantasy no, no. You ride that. I got uh, a fantasy draft. No, you ride
5: that adrenaline. <laughs> For another three and a half hours straight into it.
4: Uh, the clock, I believe, said four and a half hours and counting for this match right now. Again, almost two in the morning. But it's getting a lot of attention. It's all over Twitter. Tennis should play late at night. Everything. Nine o'clock starts and later. I like the That's way you're thinking. Everything is late. Nine o'clock
5: and later. Then they start adding. Once you get to 2 a.m., obstacle courses start flowing in. <laughs> no, Random like, impediments. No, things no, no. start popping out of
4: they, the... They raise and lower the net you like, can do crazy. that too. That'd be good. I like, like when that. Like we do it, pop a shot and it's going back forth at you. They That's not a back bad move. and away, and back forth. And it's still packed. Yeah, I mean every look, I mean you're still seeing a lot of people. Ben Stiller is still there. I mean he's been there all night. He's jacked up about it. How do you know he's not at a Knicks game tonight? Oh, come on. It's, it's a too, question. It's it's too- <laughs> How do
5: you know he's not at the Knicks game tonight? Uh, how do you know? Cuz he's not wearing the paper bag on his head.
4: Oh, you know Wait till the Knicks win 30 games this year for You're going to change your You team. really have them at 30? You wait until they win 30. You, you see what happens. Don't waste a dollar on hey, that bet. Kevin Knox just signed with Puma. Oh, by the way. Maybe that's he why. He made, made sure to that, point that out. Is that why Puma's stock went down 2% today? Oh, Kevin Knox signed. Oh, yeah. Kaepernick to Nike is down 2%. Oh, Puma's down 2%. Must be Kevin Knox. Oh! Next show. Uh, tonight, the Mariners. Loss of the Orioles 5 3. Yeah, they did. But that's not nearly the most interesting thing that happened. That's in moderately
5: game. interesting given how bad the Orioles are altogether.
4: <laughs> Monday night, D. Gordon missed a routine fly ball in the seventh inning. Turned out to be a two base error in their 2 1 win over the Orioles. Apparently, the bad blood of D. Gordon missing that fly ball spilled over into tonight. When before the game, D. Gordon asked reporters to leave the clubhouse. And then he shut the door. What happened then? Him and Jeet Segura got in a fight. <laughs> there was it's pushing brilliant. and shoving behind closed doors. He Gordon asked everybody to leave. Come on. Everybody Get out. There's gonna be a fight. Everybody leave. Everybody leave. everybody leave. Everybody leave. you gotta go. There's gonna be a
5: fight. You it's one of stay. those where, like, there's that smell in the air before it rains. there's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> something, something in the air. It just got quiet for got- a second. Oh, it's boiling. You guys gotta go. You guys Uh-oh. gotta go.
4: Oh, gotta go. It's like in college, like when you're in the room and you, you know, it's like two in the morning and, and you're reading or doing something, and your roommate comes home with a girl that he met, and they're just like, "Hey," and you're like, "Hey," and he's like, "You gotta go, dude. You gotta go. You gotta go." All right, no, let me let me get my say. Hang on. All right, yeah, yeah. You guys, I'll, I'll let uh-huh. you guys hang out here like that. But this was a fight. So, Gordon Segura start pushing and shoving, getting a fight. The double doors open, and players are shoving, shouting, yelling at each other. The media comes back in is like, hey, what's happening here? And they all said the same thing. What happens in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse.
5: Well, you got to keep it within the family. You can't be talking out of school here.
4: <laughs> but it's, this is not 1975. You can't keep stuff like this. Undirected. Well, but you at least out. know that
5: it was actually a fight. Oh, I love. And you it. hope it really is all just about a misplayed pop. We're going to get a 30 for 30 on. It's going to be about something else. I Well, you never know what's going on in the locker room. The
4: Mariners are just free falling. They look like a team that was steaming towards the playoffs instead, they're likely going to be on the outside looking in because they're five games back of the A's and they are ten games back of the Yankees who are nine games back of the Red Sox, but still the Yankees will right. be in the wild card game. The Mariners, just they just can't get over the hump. They just can't do it. It's amazing, but they start every you think this is guy there, then Felix Hernandez, you got to move him to the bullpen, it's all this crazy stuff, and the Mariners just
5: implode.
4: Father time doesn't wait for anybody. They ju- I mean, look, you're talking about a team now that has no chance to win the West, and their percentage chance of making the playoffs is down to 7.4%. That you look at everybody else in, in the American League, percentage chance of making the pro season 99.9, 99.9, 99.9, 9, 9, 9 for the A's, 7.4 for the Mariners. Everybody else is at
5: 0.1%, saying there's else. a
4: chance. <laughs> everybody else is at
5: 0.1%. So that's no wonder they're fighting, they're realizing that, well, it's uh, it's over.
3: Soft and you blew away, it. There's a chance. And
5: uh, the Orioles, by
4: the way, by that win, keeping pace with the Red Sox, they are now 54 and a half games out of first oh, place. Oh, good. Yeah. 54 and a half. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you what, they did get there. They, they get, should be bounced out of. Do they have five more wins than the Mets do?
2: Fox. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.